Good day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 85 of the Genesis Gems podcast. We'll be covering Wily Wars on the Genesis, or is this a Mega Drive game? I don't know. You'll find out. Anyways, back from a long <laughs> hiatus. It's been like, what, two or three months? Uh, this is Nick Stevens, and who do I got with tonight? Hey, this is Aaron Hickman, your wonderful friend and co-host of my good buddy Nick here. <laughs> Sweet, man. So yeah, I've... Uh, I moved recently, so this is the very first time I've ever podcasted in my new house. Uh, I don't know what the audio is going to sound like when we're done. We'll, we'll find out. <laughs> but uh, apologies if it kind of craps out. I don't have the best internet right now. The best you can get out here in the country where I'm at is DSL. So not great, but uh, eh, it'll work for now. <laughs> I mean, as long as it's better than two tin cans and a string, I think we're, <laughs> we're doing okay. I was a little worried I was going to have to use dial up. I don't know if that's still a thing or not, but uh, yeah, I had to get my old 56K modem ready. But, uh, oh yeah, man! <laughs> I'd be excited for that. <laughs> I, I I have some nostalgia for those uh, dial-up noises from the modem and all the uh, AOL discs you'd collect just to yeah. Back up. I, had a, I had a friend who would just hang them up on his wall. Like it was a <laughs> disco when you'd walk in the room. We used to throw them up like skeets and uh, you know, shoot BBs <laughs> at them with BB guns. We had so yes. many. <laughs> I remember taking one and putting it in the microwave. Oh, that's fun. Not a great idea. Like but fire, it looked fireworks, cool. right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly what it was. Well, I had a part-time job when I was in college, and we used to do that to the microwave in the kitchen just for fun. Yeah? Yeah. Don't do that at your uh, career. Nothing more. Like I said, part-time job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, don't put that on your LinkedIn profile. Yeah, no. <laughs> now that I've said this on the record, uh, sorry, current employer. But, uh, no, kidding. Hello. Yeah. yeah, they're all listening to our illustrious <laughs> podcast. <laughs> There's a few folks at work who found out about this, and they kept saying, I'm going to listen to it, but I don't think they have. Ah, uh, so, you know. Right. <laughs> I, remember, uh, I remember I was at work one day, and I heard someone's ringtone go off, and I think, I know I've heard the sonic chime before. I also heard someone's ringtone go off, and it was the Final Fantasy battle theme. It's like, oh, we got some nerds oh, up in cool. here. Yeah. You nerds. It took me about, you know, just... 13 years to finally get into a department that everyone watches The Office, and that's been real fun. With this what? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on a new... If, if that is uh, the new cool thing, you're yeah. getting hit to it, you know, five years after it stopped airing. Exactly. It's well, it's funny, because the past two years, I haven't actually done my actual job. I've been on special projects, which is pretty cool, but um, yeah. I'm on a new team as of this year, and uh, everyone's super cool, and we, we make office quotes all day long, so that's kind of fun. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Last department, I'd say an office quote, and I just got looked at funny. Oh, no. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, the the whopping internet out here is about what, 8 megabits per second. Not great, but uh, it's working. I thought I was getting like 20 or 30. And it kind of stinks, too, because I was just five miles down the road. It's like, you can't get, you guys can't stretch that uh, internet wire any further out here. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're going to have to get satellite. That's what it sounds like. Uh, yeah. you want. Well, the satellite... Satellite's actually worse than the DSL. I looked into it. What? Yeah, I know. Uh-huh. So, but um. Well, you're here, and uh, I'm hosting because I fortunately, I when I moved, we got Google Fiber. So it's <laughs> <laughs> even better. I was excited when that came to San Antonio, and then I moved into a neighborhood that actually had it. That's so, awesome. yeah. yeah. Uh, so I will be hosting future episodes <laughs> of Genesis Gems just to make sure. Well, the good news that is that I goes use- wrong. I use OBS Studio for recording, so it records my mic directly, and then uh, it records the desktop audio, which you are sounding pretty good in my headphones. Oh, great. So, so it should be okay. We'll, we'll find out. And then you convert that, uh, I guess, that MP4 file. Yeah. 
Uh, Oof, inside baseball. Inside baseball. I'll probably have <laughs> to actually uh, take my laptop over to the uh, church or to my mom's house and upload the show. <laughs> Oh, man. And, uh, I'll tell you what, though. I, uh, I'm sitting in my new game room. It's kind of like the office, and it's actually bigger than my old living room, so it's super cool. I got my uh, my work-from-home station here. I got all my retro games set up. I'm slowly getting put together, so that's been so exciting. I haven't had any of this stuff set up since probably six or seven years ago. So and I didn't realize how big of a Genesis collection I've, I've kind of gained over the yeah. last few years. I have a whole bookshelf which is full of Genesis games. That's kind of neat. I got a that's awesome. The first two shelves are basically loose cartridges, and then like the next four are uh, you know complete in box ones. So that's kind of just neat. Uh, copies of Madden, right? There's a lots of Madden, lots of uh, NBA action, <laughs> lots of uh, World Series baseball. BLM. Oh no, not BLM beer. That was Super, <laughs> Super Nintendo. Nintendo yeah. uh, maybe Coach K. Coach K. Uh, that's one I don't have. I didn't get that one. Or uh, Dick Vitale, Dick Awesome Vitale. Baby, and the, uh, basketball. The uh, what was it? The Dream Team Olympics basketball game. That was yeah, cool. I remember that. <laughs> I remember Lakers versus Celtics. Yep, yep. Bulls versus Blazers. Yep. Yeah, all those games that uh, were were not so great. They were cool at the time for the simulation aspects, but not so great oh, now. Oh, yeah. I loved them when they came out. I mean, you couldn't get any of the... NBA Showdown was fun. That was kind of the one right before NBA Live, but, uh, yeah. So, Aaron, how you been, man? I know it's been forever. I feel like... Whew. You know, had some ups and downs, but, uh, overall, going pretty well. I just, uh, <laughs> sold my car, so we're now a one-car family, but, uh, you know, got put that in savings and... Yeah. Just saving up for some, I don't know, some big things in the future, I guess. Hopefully, hoping to buy a house, get out of debt. Hopefully not in that order. Uh, <laughs> like to get out of debt first. That's just the adult uh, stuff we're all trying to do. <laughs> yeah. I've got some stuff I will save for Sega snippets, I guess. But, uh, you know, I had my, my kids for a good portion of the summer and uh, everything went well. We discovered perler beads yeah, uh like her that's good, right good friend nick here uh nick got me kind of hooked on that so i said okay kids i'm gonna buy a bunch of perler beads and we're just gonna go to town and they have loved it it's been one of those activities where like we can all you know gather around the big table and work on stuff usually separately because <laughs> everyone will start make, making a mess <laughs> or bumping elbows yeah. Uh, they all try to work on the same thing, but, um, yeah, I just, just made a really cool Sonic the Hedgehog figure for my friend's birthday, uh, that I'm going to send him. And then he told me his, his son, uh, is also a huge Sonic fan. So I'm going to make like a, a miniature, like I made a really big Sonic. I'm going to make a smaller Sonic or something like that. Yeah. I'm but yeah, my, yeah. One of my, one of my favorite things to do, I'll, I'll find like a, like a real pretty basic design, and then I'll uh, just kind of box it in with a square, and then I put like a little bit of a pad underneath of it, and make it like co- uh, coasters. So I gave out a bunch of coasters yeah. like that. It's been really neat. And I, I think I actually gave out some for Patreon. I did a bunch of Sonic uh, coasters for some folks in Patreon. You know, there's got to be a way that you can uh, either make a, a mouse pad. I'm trying to think what the clear laminate is that you would put on it. Yeah. But have you found like a big grid yet? Like I hate putting grids together like that, that, that and i always screw it up like if i try to put like oh. four together i always end up losing all the beads yeah i got the the biggest ones i could find which i think were like 20 by 20 oh, i forgot what it was like 20 by 20 but uh yeah <laughs> i'd start out start out with one it's like a sheet and then 
you're like halfway done and you realize, oh, this thing's too big. And then you add another one and you're like, oh, wait, it's too big this way, too. And then you add one more. Now, I have not bought one big thing, but that does seem like a great idea. But it also sounds like a recipe for my kids to like try and build the biggest thing they can. Yeah. Possibly. Fine. Well, I always make my kids start small because they'll they'll do this big project and then they Oof. won't finish it for three weeks. They'll get halfway done. Yeah, yeah I'm like, where am I gonna put this? You gotta go back to your mom's. Yeah. But they they've made some cool stuff. Uh, my son made uh, a Yoshi. He made Mario in a boot. He made a uh, Rocky from uh, I think it's Rocky. What's his name from uh, Sonic Mania? Uh, the Yellow, the, the guy who can kind of—he can fly. I just thought, or he can kind of dive. His his move set is kind of—he's like uh, Mario in Super Mario World. Okay, I kept thinking Moose and Squirtle, Rocky. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what, what's his name? I'm gonna get it right. Yeah. Uh, Ray the Flying Squirrel. I see that. Ray. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. It's Ray the Flying Squirrel, not Rocky. Ray, who was in Sega Sonic the Hedgehog. That's right. So yeah, he uh, I made I made that guy with with uh, made that with him and um, my girls made some cool Minecraft stuff and my youngest cat she she's not as much of a fan of following patterns as she is of just making her own cool little eight bit beat art. <laughs> That's cool. Though. Pandas and flowers and stuff. So. Just go to town, kid. Yeah. I am interested in, in doing more complex designs, you know, with like just different shades. Uh, I, I got most of the basics covered, um, but I could use some more uh, pastels and, and lighter shades of things. Uh, like I'm able to do just about anything 8-bit, but it's now I'm like, oh, it would be cool to do some some more 16-bit stuff. Uh, because you probably run into this where it's like you're close, but then there's one or two colors that you're missing. You're like, <laughs> yeah. eh, maybe I'll get that next time. Or like, maybe I don't feel like spending ten dollars. Like that's not quite the right shade of blue, but I'm gonna go with it. I did that. Yeah, I know. I, I did a shovel night that I thought was really good, but there was a shade of blue in there I'd kind of butchered. And uh, I don't know. It looks good from a distance, but <laughs> maybe only I can tell. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's easier eight bit. I mean. You've got much fewer colors to deal with. And since, you know, the limitations of the system, there's only so many colors per pixel, you know, per square anyway. So. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I, I even made a, uh, so when I first started my job at the uh, plant I work at, I used to do some of the graphic art and we would have to do uh, pixel graphics for our uh, labels that printed off a zebra printer, kind of the old, old yeah. style. And I used to draw the lens we'd make all the time, uh, 8-bit, or, you know, pixel by pixel. So I was actually able to duplicate that on the perler bead and showed it to some people at work. <laughs> it was kind of cool. <laughs> it's like a little lens that we make. That, that is really cool. Yeah, just for something fun. I was sitting there staring at one one day at a meeting, and I just started <laughs> putting it together, the outline. Figured it so, out. I, I'm surprised. We haven't even talked about, like, games. this has been <laughs> the craziest year for both of us and just, like, everyone else. Yeah. Uh, we won't get into like the hard stuff, but we know uh, some of our listeners and extended family have probably gone through. Uh, but you know, our heart, our hearts go out to you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Um, how would you say 
I would say I have probably found a little more time for for gaming, but I I was so happy when I could finally um, return to a slight sense of normalcy, which is like, okay, I'm gonna peek my head out. Now I'm gonna do everything, just wear a mask. I'm gonna, you know, yeah. Like when I I first tried to go back to the gym, I made sure like all their policies were good, and I was like, okay. So yeah, exactly. That that so I'm I'm a very I'm very much like a black and white type of rule follower. I I don't want to yeah. wear a mask if you feel like it. No, I, mean, I I tell me yes or no. <laughs> I'm just that kind of guy. So like when, <laughs> yeah. when, once my the state I live in, yeah, West Virginia, they start mandating masks in our area. I'm like, good. I know the rule now. <laughs> I know what to do. Yes. I just I really don't. Not wishy washy. Yeah, because when I first went into like Walmart after everything was going on, I'm, and I just felt I felt so strange being in there. Like, well, should I have it on? Should I not? Uh, you know, do I have to wash my hands for? It? I, I didn't know what to do and. Now that they have like actual rules to follow, I feel much better about myself. It, it is helpful, and, and you you sort of fall into a routine. It's like, all right, what are we gonna do for takeout? And it's like, okay, what are you gonna pick up? <laughs> yeah, well, we've been yeah we've been cooking so much more. I got one of those for a yeah. house housewarming gift. I got one of those Blackstone grills. That thing's great. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah, you can cook like huge meals on it. I cooked uh, when I first got. It, I think I cooked every meal on it, like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Had like twenty pancakes going at once, and <laughs> had sausages Ooh. going. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. So is it like a long flat griddle? Is that what it is? Yeah, it's like a I, I call it like a portable hibachi table. You know, go to those hibachi okay. restaurants. Yeah, it's a flat, yeah, yeah. Kind of cast iron, and it's really good. Um, you gotta you know oil it and everything. So, but it's a uh, you keep it out. So I, I got a nice new back porch on this new house I'm in. I was able to kind of incorporate that into my little cooking station outside. Very cool. I, I would say the main thing that's helped keep our sanity is um, going to there, there's various places like going kayaking and going to the river. Um, and, you know, when when we've gone, it's hardly anyone's there. So, you know, we're safe. It's secluded. Just kind of hang out. So that's been yeah. good. Yeah. When, whenever everything first started, I, I kind of got hit pretty hard because um my church, I won't go into like, I don't talk yeah, much yeah. religion on here, but my church uh, went from like having 300 attendees to complete virtual, and I'm over all the uh, tech technology at my church, so I had to reinvent everything at my church. So, yeah, it was like, bam, hey, Nick, hurry up and do this. I had to get a new camera. Hello, Zoom calls. Yeah, new cameras, new audio interface. Everything had to be through virtual, and it, like, it just got better and better every week to where it uh, actually sounds pretty good now, but it, that was a... That was a very fun time because I was trying to balance that with work and family, and it was just like, oh man. And so if you wonder where Nick's been, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. gosh, the poor, poor Aaron. I don't know how many times I've canceled on him. Uh, well, you know, I what what I told uh, my girlfriend was like, I gotta give him the benefit of the doubt because, you know, like he he's come through for me, or like <laughs> he knows that like I've had to. <laughs> postpone or reschedule a million times before also so i think we both give each other a little <laughs> breathing yeah. room on that oh and it's been real tough lately too because my kids are like their bedtime just got to be like 10 o'clock yeah. which is when we start recording and it gets i'm exhausted when 10 o'clock hits and i'm just like oh i don't think i could do it tonight <laughs> well yeah with with uh most kids being virtual learning right now yeah. their sleep schedules are probably a little crazy yeah we're getting ready to do like we had an option where I'm at to do like a either do a hybrid or full virtual, so we we pick full virtual because my yeah my wife's a substitute teacher, so she doesn't have to work, and um so that's gonna be that's gonna be fun coming up, <laughs> getting them ready every morning to to do that. But yeah, it's been a uh, you know it's it's been good though. Kids have um, 
we've been hanging out a lot more, a lot more gaming. Um, they have their own. Yeah, room. We have tell their, me about gaming. Yeah, they have their own rooms now. Um, so they have their own switches hooked up to their little TVs. And um, my son and I started watching. My oldest son started watching that Netflix series called High Score. I don't know if you've. Yeah, seen that. I caught uh, part of the first episode so far. Yeah, it was, and we watched the whole thing, and it was real cool because at. He he immediately was like, "Let's hook up your Atari, Daddy. Let's hook up your Nintendo." And he wanted to play all these old games, and it was just so much fun, like talking to him about how the history was made. And like, and he and we uh we went to a barcade uh, here recently. They have family hours. Oh, nice! Uh, it was real cool because it was a full on, you know, very clean mask. Everyone's cleaned down the machines, and uh, he was a uh, he he knew all the games. He's like, "Oh, it's a Space Invader." There's a whole like episode on space invaders and he got yeah. to play the, he got to play the original one and you know loved it and my, one of my favorite old games is missile command we we played that i showed him how to do that and it was just he was actually excited about the old games after watching that uh that documentary which it was just kind of neat he, he always had an awesome. interest in them but never that much so now he kind of he kind of oh. dug into the history and he actually put the uh I have one of those Nintendo Classic mini systems. I yeah. wasn't sure where I was going to put it in my new house. And he was like, can I put it in my room? I'm like, sure, buddy. So he plays that now <laughs> in his room, which is really cool. Hey, you could you could mod that to give him whatever other old systems he wants to try. I was Googling hey, that, that, and I just hadn't got to it yet. <laughs> it, yeah, uh, I think it's called Hack Me. Uh, yeah, it's heard, not, heard, a, not a hard process. I was going to say, I heard it was really easy. Yeah, which I will speak more to... When we get to Sega snippets, exactly. But yeah, yeah but yeah, yeah, just real quick, he, he ran over here a couple of days ago while I was working. He's like, "Daddy, I made it to level three in Pac-Man." He was so excited about that. It's so funny. My uh, daughter was playing Pac-Man um, on. I had like a Pac-Man collection on the Game Boy Advance, and so she was playing it in the car. And she's like, "Dad, this is so hard. Why did you give me this game?" I, I'm like, "I don't know. I, just, I wanted you to try something else," and so I handed it to you. Because they like to have some sort of con- some sort of portable device. Yeah, exactly. Uh, when I take them places, so she's just playing. And she's like, "Dad, this is so frustrating. I want to play something else." <laughs> Sorry, kid. That's Pac-Man for you. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> oh man, I haven't even went over the uh, stuff we usually go over. I'm just kind of catching up here, aren't we? No, that's that's okay. Uh, <laughs> I yeah, let's do the top of the hour stuff that we normally do and then we'll jump into a little more gaming before yeah. we talk about sega snippets yep well i think we're still part of the bit brothers network <laughs> just kidding we are last i checked <laughs> i mean we're half the network although we still chat so we're, we're gonna come back guys we always do it's uh yeah, summer is always a little hard it for is. us i think i think what's gonna need to happen is that we sort of preload yeah yeah do a bunch (laughs) especially during the summer because you probably if you've stuck around with us you probably noticed this has happened it's probably a pattern with us every year (laughs) it's holidays and it's christmas january things get kind of hard yep i would love to come in and say we're we're gonna be strong like i always do but i'm like nah we we all know better we've done this show long (laughs) enough to know know that uh you, you can't set that bar too high yeah yeah now, I, I remember talking to Michael one day about it, and I'm like, "There's always a part of me that's like, like, should I should I hang it up?" I'm like, "Nah, I love this too much. It's it's just nice to know that we don't have to be on a strict schedule and keep keep." Yeah, it there's there's other things that I, I've hung up, or uh, you know, I haven't made a big push to bring back like Retro Obscura. But what I feel like is there's enough interest to keep things going. Yeah. I think amongst all four of us and. Uh, you know, we've always just got that drive to do one more episode. So I think as long as we, and you know, like 
part of Bit Brothers is when we do those episodes, it's just reconnecting with old friends. And so it's just exactly. like an excuse to <laughs> talk with our buddies. Well, I couldn't talk video games. I couldn't believe I was looking through like just my friends list on Facebook one day, like how many people just from the community we've had here that are I'm friends with. I mean, it's over a hundred and easily just people yeah. that, that we've come to know, know through this. That's really cool. I've met people yeah. outside of, you know, outside of the internet from yeah. our podcast. Uh, I went all the way to Iowa to hang with, uh, Eric Purcell, yep. who's been a longtime friend and supporter of the network, uh, both podcasts. Yep. And, uh, yeah, a few, few other people, uh, our buddy Chris from Wisconsin, uh, Vanderhoff, uh, Cleva met him. Uh, he lives in, yeah, he's in Texas, met him in Texas. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> where I'm at, I know I, I do a lot of business travel in Texas. I may have to holler at him one day, but yeah, me, me too. I, I didn't realize how, like how close uh, Matt Daly lives to where I'm at. And we, we met up at a, uh, at a comic con- or a video game convention just 30 miles from where I live. So that was kind of cool. Awesome. Of course, you and I met and Rob and Mike and, uh, yeah. And let's talk about yeah video game conventions. I hope those come back soon. Oh, me but too. I don't know, we'll see when that happens again. And between the Bit Brothers, we're really hoping to get to one of those and, and hang out and oh, maybe yeah. have some meet meetups. That'd be really fun. That was kind of our goal when we did the Bit Brothers. <laughs> we were trying to you know, put some uh, mo- some of the money back from our ads on the uh, on the um, anchor and stuff to to do that, and we just haven't <laughs> haven't got to yet. But uh, yeah. uh, my, the idea of what Mike did with giving away the free game every month for or every week there for a while was really awesome. So that kind of helped give back to the community. A little and bit. Uh, he's he's got some other plans yeah. uh, that are I guess kind of top secret at the moment, yeah. but there are definitely things coming down the pipeline. So stick with us, and uh, you know if you're not a, a Patreon supporter, uh, sorry we've sort of lagged behind on things, but we do have lots of cool things coming yeah yeah you guys have faith in us we'll be back but uh yeah patreon.com slash bit bros and our facebook page is facebook.com slash group slash bit brothers and the uh good grief Aaron, i keep forgetting to update the website but we do have a website genesis <laughs> gems podcast we do we have to update that list <laughs> that ranking's got to happen sometime soon we'll get there <laughs> but, and i and i've got an idea i'm gonna have to talk this is this is an exciting prospect but i have an idea for this show that I will talk to you after Ooh. this show. If you remind me, I like. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, only good stuff. Just future ideas for the show. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And we have uh, our own Facebook page, facebook.com/slash Genesis Gems Podcast. Email us at Genesis Podcast at gmail.com, and then check us out on Twitter at Gen Gems. Um, yeah, that's kind of where you can find us. So, uh, without anything further, without further ado, is that what you say? Without further ado. Without further ado. <laughs> we will jump right into some Sega snippets. Tap one, two. Sega. Now it's time for Sega snippets. So, Aaron, I've been on a Sega rampage. Can you believe that? I have. Yeah. I have been playing. So, I'll, I'll back playing, up. Playing uh, a... Rampage on the Sega Rampage Master System. On Sega Master System. That'd be kind of fun. <laughs> but um, for Christmas last year, um, and I can't believe I postponed this this long, but for Christmas last or this past year, no, 2019, sorry, I got Shinmu 3, but I've yet, to, I, I, I didn't play it until probably a month ago. Um, I wanted to yeah. beat, I wanted to beat Shinmu 2 again, which I did. I uh, beat it right before I moved into my new house. And ever since I've moved into my new house, I've been playing Shinmu 3. So I finally got it in there, uh, finally playing it. 
Um, I kind of want to save my thoughts for a show because I don't want to get too. I, I could do a whole show on that. So hopefully, eventually, we can get to the show. I'm, I'm happy to be playing it. Um, I again will give my full opinions later. <laughs> but yes. but since I've been playing it, I have a huge itch to start playing Yakuza again. <laughs> so oh, I, I, I pop that in. I'm gonna. Me too. I'm gonna finish the. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna finish part zero again, and I'm gonna start uh, buying the other ones because. Uh, I oh yeah, you can easily get. I think all of them now like on uh, PS4. Yeah, 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 and they're all pretty cheap. So, um, yeah, I'm really the newest one to. looks really cool too. Um, there was a side story one that kind of seemed like it mixed uh, Yakuza with Phoenix, right? A little oh, bit. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, and then the newest one coming out actually turns the fighting into turn-based combat, which I thought was really interesting. Like, oh, it's like we've already made this many games with this sort of uh you know beat em up style so i think it's neat that they're pivoting i think it's the seventh main game in the series that they're they're trying something different and it's i know it's out in japan uh excited for that one to that is cool. pop out over here but I, yeah i've only played zero so i i, I don't know zero is great it's the good it's a great place if you want to get into that series it's great for a great place for anyone to start to be honest so, something about playing Shinmu just kind of made me appreciate Yakuza even more. So, <laughs> it's just... it, yeah, same here. It made me appreciate like that they were influenced by Shenmu, but there's it's definitely its own thing where it's like it's got this uh, almost Japanese soap opera feel to it. Yeah. Um, but it's got a lot of like the wandering around a big city without driving a car <laughs> aspect of Shen <laughs> who I loved and yeah, beating the crap cool. out of guys, which you do much more frequently in the Yakuza yeah, game. So yeah. if you want to practice those fighting moves, you have plenty of thugs to do that on. Yeah, that's way and then plenty of games, so many games oh, know, to the I point know. where I think I ended up just spending way way more time playing the mini games you than the Mahjong, actual game. Mahjong for ten hours. Mahjong. Yeah. <laughs> To the point where I, I, I think I, yeah, I told my girlfriend that I wanted a, a mahjong, uh, set, by Christmas. So we'll see if that happens. That's awesome. That's how much of a nerd I am now for mahjong. I'm like even looking at like the Mega Drive mahjong games. I'm like, man, I hope someone, I wish someone would translate one of these. That would be great. That's hilarious. But I, I do, I do want to say this about Shinmu Three. I was very happy they left some of the cheesy uh, voice acting in there. Like that, that just they they, they slammed <laughs> that's, that. That's they slammed sweet. that in a couple. I, of, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I agree with you. I think uh, there's a certain precedent you've got in Shinmu One and Two that where if they just had suddenly the best high quality voice acting, I don't know if it would really be Shenmu, would it? Yeah, exactly. And there's nothing better than like someone pouring our heart out to heart out to Rio, and he's just like, "I see." <laughs> see, maybe Shenmue Three is like Bill and Ted Three, where it's just like, oh, "Why I watch that? Fix what wasn't broken." <laughs> I knew I need to watch it. <laughs> I know I need to see that too, and we'll report back. Oh, we got stuck on a uh, Umbrella Academy season two. That's all we've been watching. Just finished it the other day, so gotta catch up with some other things. Oh, but, uh, nice. Yeah, I don't. Uh, other than that. Uh, as far as video games go, my kids and I downloaded the Tony Hawk uh, Pro Skater 1 and 2 demo. and we uh, Hey, that's still a Sega snippet if you just say, I'm talking about the, the famous Dreamcast game. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, I was able to, and my, my oldest appreciated this, I was able to find my original 
Tony Hawk Pro Skater One on the PlayStation, and I fired up. Nice. My, I've hooked, I have my PS2 hooked up to my TV here in the office, and uh, he uh, got to play that. Of course, he was like, <laughs> "This is exactly what he said, Daddy. Those graphics are trash." It's <laughs> <laughs> like, kid. Boy. <laughs> I mean, at the time, this was amazing. Okay, there were better graphics at the time, but <laughs> it was still very fluid for the PlayStation. Yeah. Well, he he did, you know, it, he did say like, "He goes, Atari and Nintendo look better than this," and I was like, "Well, yeah, I think retrospectively, you're right." <laughs> There are some things that age better. Yep, yep. Chunky pixels tend to yep. age better than muddy textures. Yep. He he was onto something there. But uh, other than that, um, I got my Dreamcast hooked back up, and uh, the kids Woo! love kids love Crazy Taxi. Uh, I introduced them to that because they uh they've been playing at my mom's house. They have an Xbox. One years ago. Yeah, <laughs> they have an Xbox 360 hooked up at my mom's house. They've been playing Burnout Revenge, and I was like, "Come here and play some Crazy Taxi. Let me introduce you to this game." <laughs> Uh, so let me introduce you to a little band called Offspring. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And Bad Religion. <laughs> yeah, other than that, you know, just random games. I haven't really played much on the Switch lately. I uh, downloaded That's all I've really been playing. Other... I, I saw your Boulder's Gate the time you put it in that. You have to talk about that soon, don't you? <laughs> oh, does it actually show you how much time I put oh, into that game? Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm awful. I creep. I creep out all my friends. I'm like, what are you all playing? How long have you been playing? Yeah, <laughs> I, I have to see where you actually see that again. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, I, I know I've put over 100 hours into that game. Uh, it, I don't know. Like, I, It's one I missed when it originally came out and then I went and bought it later uh, a few times. And then finally getting it on switch was what drove me to like, okay, I'm seriously going to get through this game now. And yeah, I'm actually almost pretty close to done with the game. And it scratches that itch. If you, you know, if you like the later Bioware games, your mass effects and your star, star Wars and uh, dragon age, uh, I don't know. It, it does it for me. So, yeah, it says you've played it for seventy-five hours or more. So, or more. What? <laughs> no, no way. I've I've been <laughs> playing exclusively Sega this whole time. Let's just for fun. Let's, a, let's see what Mike's been playing. Where's he at? I'm bad. He's been playing my My Little Pony. There you go. Tetris ninety-nine. Oh, he's been playing Skyrim. I'll give him give him props for that. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I. You know, I still haven't played more than about ten minutes of that game, so oh, I let my son, I let my son borrow that, and he uh, gave it back. He goes, "I think this will give me nightmares," <laughs> and I felt bad. I'm like, "Oh, I'm a bad dad." I just thought, you know, there's, oh. there's really no bad language. It's just a lot of blood and stuff. And, no, yeah, it's just right. a bunch of fuss roda. Yeah, well, I was explaining to him there was an episode of High Score about uh, Dungeons and Dragons, and I was telling him how. You know that the the methodology behind how that game's played this is the whole reason we have RPGs, and he's really into Fortnite. And I'm like, yeah, you have hit points in Fortnite. Let me, you know, kind of backed into that, and I, I told him, my, you know, my favorite RPG is probably Skyrim, or, you know, modern day systems. That he wanted to try it. Yeah, he didn't quite get through it, but oh, I mean, you know, it, it, to each to each their own. Uh, to bring it back to Sega snippets a little more, I guess. Did you see? Oh, yeah. Uh, did you see Sonic 1? Someone made a demo for the Super Nintendo running Sonic 1. I did after you told me about it. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. That was amazing. Uh, it's I think it's the first level. I watched the video. I'm, I'm going to go grab the ROM and go load it up on my Super Nintendo just to see what sacrilege, uh, <laughs> sacrilege. I can play. 
But uh, no, they the the speed is there. I guess the programmer was making this as a demo. He doesn't plan on completing it as a full game. Um, not that Sega would come after him like a Nintendo would, but I think he was just planning to uh, use it for practice. Really, he was wanting to make his own game engine, and I guess his game engine is going to be similar to Sonic. I don't know, but it is impressive seeing a non-blast process system run Sonic the Hedgehog. So props to that programmer whose name escapes me at the moment. I think that's really cool. I I think I want to see the reverse. I think on the Sega Genesis, we've seen like pirate versions of Super Mario World or, uh, you know, like the first Super Mario Brothers. But it would be cool to see someone like legit uh take a flagship SNES game and get it up on the Sega Genesis. I, I remember seeing like a prototype of uh Mega Man X3 running on the Sega Genesis that was really cool. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um so yeah, I guess anything is possible. <laughs> I did also want to mention my Sega Genesis Mini, uh which I think is probably it's one of the best minis you can get. It's one of the best uh, retro mini console things. I mean, these things have been technically around for ages, but it's really only been in the past couple of years that really good ones have come out. And this is right up there. And also, like these other ones, it runs on uh, a specific chip that uh, it's running, I think, it's running Linux, I want to say. Uh, and so they are hackable. And so I picked up uh, the Project Lunar software, which is, I think, at 1.10 or one. Yeah, something like that. 1.05. Anyway, it runs great. And what it allows you to do is load other games outside of the Sega Genesis games like so. If, hey, maybe you wanted Sonic 3 <laughs> to show up on the list of games because it's not there. Or you said, hey, maybe I want uh, Shadowrunner. Or you know what? Maybe I want to show a list of games. It's like all the games that Genesis Gems has covered. <laughs> and so it's just 85 games, just the ones that we've covered on the show, right? You could do that. But you can also use RetroArch uh, on there, a RetroArch, which lets you play games from other systems. So you can play NES and Super Nintendo and whatever other emulators on RetroArch. Uh, and I think pretty much everything up to the N64 is pretty playable. I, I did test out some games and it worked great the installation process is a no-brainer um it it literally guides you through the whole process you need all you really need is one of those data cables it's like a micro usb data cable like what you would get if you had like an amazon fire um so it looks a tiny bit different than a normal uh micro usb cable but they are not hard to come by at all and yeah, it guides it can guide through 
do the installation and then I feel like I got like 30 of those cables at all times just like <laughs> yeah and then it's up to you whether you want to use the main UI and install game by game with the box art and have it be cool and presentable um you know in that museum format where you see the list of games and everything or if you just want to pop it in a folder and then load up RetroArch and just load it from there. But what's cool is I was able to load RetroArch and then um, I was able to use my own USB adapters. So it let me use a USB adapter for NES and one for Super Nintendo. And I was able to just hook those controllers in uh, and try those systems along with the Sega Genesis. So pretty handy <laughs> i don't know in terms of because these are basically computers yeah. uh, i would say this is probably somewhere in the pi 2 to pi 3 range of computing power but i haven't looked it up uh i have to look it up but what's cool is that eventually project lunar is going to add bluetooth support and i think wireless support they're going to let you FTP, uh, you know, file transfer files like in a server straight from uh, your computer or wherever. So it's, it's exciting stuff. I I think what really <laughs> made me want to do it was like, oh, I have a way to play, you know, Mega Man Wily Wars. Now I kind of want to play the other Mega Man games on the <laughs> same system. <laughs> So cool. yeah, I I loaded those up and are a pirate's life for me, I guess. Um, <laughs> well, I haven't. I got to play the mini at uh, the barcade I was talking about. They actually have three, yeah. three TVs set up. One's got the Nintendo, one's got the Super Nintendo. One has the Genesis minis all right there. So that's kind of neat. I was able to pick it up and mess around with it. That's great. Yeah, but I haven't. Oh, I'm, so you had played the Sega Genesis mini before? Yeah, yeah, but I uh, I should have jumped on that sale. Is that you sent me a link of that? Didn't you? It goes on sale every now and then. I yeah, saw, I saw right, one at right now I see it about fifty bucks. Yeah, they, um, they had one at Target for like forty, and I almost picked it up, but we were <laughs> after buying a house and getting all these other renovations done. I'm like, I just don't have much money right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it happens, but. I mean, if 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 you can, uh, it's something that even if you never hacked it. Uh, it's it's worth it. It has so many great games on it that I think it's yeah. And the yeah. and the controllers felt felt pretty good. I like the way they uh, oh the controllers felt uh, the Sega Genesis controller that comes with it. You know the, the two that you get feel legit. Yeah. And do I wish they were the six button one? Sure, but these there's something I don't know. There's something homey and comfortable about this big chunky boomerang i i enjoy it because i have big hands so always if, if i can play a three button game i'm gonna use that controller if i can <laughs> so true yep but i do like i my, even uh, played oh. a I, I was gonna say i played a, an nes game with the controller i'm like this feels so wrong it's so right <laughs> I, I, I do enjoy those wireless uh 8-bit do controllers i have uh those are pretty nice. yeah those work uh perfectly with the mini actually i've heard oh good yeah i have two of those that's that's what i i, I want one of those yeah i, I bought two <laughs> of them uh, me and the kids use them so and I, I bought the uh super nintendo uh switch controller for my switch it's laid out just like a super nintendo but with the uh it's got the the dual uh analog or whatever you call them digital analog sticks in the bottom so you know i think they sell an adapter 
I think it's 8 bit do for the switch that will let you hook up any like you can hook up your old Wii controllers. (laughs) You can hook up uh, your USB controllers and they act as switch controllers. And I'm like, you know, this would be great. It would save me a lot of money because I have a bunch of old Wii Pro controllers lying around. So I know they just released or you can do pre-orders. Have you seen the big arcade sticks they have for the switch? And it works with no. PC as well. It looks, That's great. Yeah, it's got like eight buttons <laughs> on it. I would do that. Uh, yeah, but it looks pretty amazing. It's uh, gray. It looks like a you know Nintendo pad, gray and rip black yeah. pad. But uh, yeah, it looks kind of. I, I would like. To, I got some cool fighting games on my Switch. It'd be kind of fun to to play, especially those SNK games I downloaded for like eight bucks. Oh so. yeah. Oh Absolutely. man. Well, I think we're just going to try to record an hour tonight, so we probably should jump into Ask Aaron, huh? <laughs> How about it? How about it? So yeah, ask Aaron. Aaron Hickman is a dude who knows a lot about Sega games. Ask him questions, it's okay. And he will answer them if he wants. At 40 minutes for my timestamp, behind the scenes stuff. And I have it pulled up. I think we asked this, what, eight weeks ago? Uh, but who's counting? Yeah, who's counting? I, I put a link in the notes, so I was able to uh, remember exactly where it was and to go searching for it. And it's a nice picture of Aaron uh, with some fingers pointing at him, like gun fingers. I guess someone else. I cropped it out, so I can't tell who it is. <laughs> <laughs> so. uh, yeah, no, it was, uh, I think I was, it was a night I was performing yep, back yep. when you could perform you get the sw- get music. The, yeah, you get the sweet at bars. The sweet shades on your uh, on your shirt. There. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> so the uh, first question comes from Nick Demarco, and he says, "I just want to say I admire your, I admire your resolve and not flinching when you were clearly being finger gun mugged for your sweet shades." <laughs> and then, oh, then he says, "That being said, I was curi- curious if you have played the game Coffee Talk yet, as its visual novel flair has quite the snatcher vibe to it, and I know that's your jam." Had Sega ever had a possible visual novel style game plan for the Genesis? If not, what do you think could have been? Ooh. You know, I have not played Coffee Talk, but I have seen it on sale on the Switch and wanted to pick it up. And now I kind of regret not picking it up. Uh, it, I think it's right along there with the uh, 2064 read only memories. And I think there was a Valhalla. Um, where you play like a futuristic bartender. Um, yeah, these games are all right up my alley. Like that's, that's really cool. I I do want to play that. What was the second part of that question though? Was that, what what, what did he say? He said, had Sega ever had a possible visual novel style game planned for the Genesis? Ooh, yeah. So uh, I don't know about Sega themselves, but there are actually a few visual novel type games on the Mega Drive. And there was one that was translated. uh, And let's see if I can remember. (laughs) um, It'll come to me. Or it won't come to me. But yes, I, I I can tell you there there's been a few visual novels on the Mega Drive. There is one that has been translated. Nothing that ever made it to uh, stateside. And I should be clear too, because sometimes there's like visual novels 
Uh, I think they call them something else, um, like in Japan, the ones that have more gameplay and more uh, exploration. Those are more like Portopia style. Those are kind of like where a little slightly more like point and click games where there's, you know, objects to grab. uh, But and, you know, mysteries to solve. But then there are these things called visual novels that are more closely like oh, here's a bunch of text to read. Here's an engaging story. And then every once in a while, you might have a branching path or or something to to figure out in the game. Um, I'm going to figure out what the name of this game is. Uh, it's going to it's going to come to me, folks. I, I even played it. I loaded it up. Come on. Okay. Yeah, it. here it is. It's called Cyoblade. Wait, how do you spell that? Uh, P-S-Y-O Blade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it's called Cyoblade, and it is a interesting, futuristic uh, space game. And I can't tell you much more than that because I can't remember what else of note was in that game I, other than it's in yeah, space. I've seen the but it cover looks cool. art. Yeah, I've seen the cover art. I've never played it. Yeah. Though. Okay. Good question. Yeah. Keep them coming, Nick. Even though he posted a picture today of a Genesis saying that was a good <laughs> doorstop. I don't like that, Nick. And they, they don't work very well because people actually played them, you know. They got a lot of use. No, that was right. <laughs> kidding. All right. Christopher Kellogg says, which is better in your opinion, Road Rash 1, 2, or 3? Oof. It's got to be 2. I think 2 had... Um, 2 was when it had more, uh, better tracks. Uh, I think... Um, less, cat, a better, less dying cat sounds. Yeah, less dying cat sounds, sure. <laughs> uh, I think the gameplay was slightly smoother. Did 1 have split screen... I don't remember. I, I I know we covered that early on in the show. But I only played it one player. Yeah. I always like the one on the PlayStation because they had Soundgarden tracks. That was fun. <laughs> no, you know what? Road Rush 1 did have two player. Uh, but let me see. I think it was. Hmm. I'm trying to recall here. Road Rash 2 had like a split screen versus mode. And I don't think the first one had a two player mode. Not that I remember. So let's just say two had a split screen mode that I think gave way more replay value. And you had cool animations in between levels. And I think overall it was just a more polished experience. With three, I felt like uh, they had a different developer, and I don't know. I just wasn't as hot on that game. Um, or you know, maybe it was Electronic Arts who developed it, but it just—I didn't like the look of the game. It had that weird pre-rendered look or digitized look. That's what it was. That I just did not do it for me. Gotcha. So the uh, next question is actually based around my favorite Road Rash game. Uh, where is the Skitchen love? 
I don't, uh, even, I don't even think it's been mentioned in the podcast. You know, really? you know, it's I mean, funny. I, I, I'm going to give a little history real quick. We actually planned yeah. to do that show when it was myself and Rob very early on. Um, I think Derek Slayton was even on the show at that point. We had it planned up, and then uh, one of the early hiatuses of the show, we just didn't, we didn't get to it. We actually had that and Comic Zone planned like back to back, and I didn't get to either one of them yet. Oof, so. That would have been like uh, a bunch of '90s dude all in yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that uh, that didn't happen, but we have talked about doing it, and we will eventually because that game is pretty cool, pretty rad. So. You know, if you're into a soundtrack that basically sounds like Pantera. Yeah, I'm okay with That's that. That's pretty, pretty much it. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yeah, and, no, I, and, and it game. was it was fun because I was really into rollerblading. Yeah, you know, in the mid '90s, and that was kind of the Same first. Here. Yeah, that was like the first game that really featured that. And the ones on PlayStation really sucked. Like the the extreme game, or like one extreme and two extreme. Those ESPN games. Yeah, that wasn't. Oh, I'm fun. sure there's someone listening who's like, "Those were my favorite." You take that back, Nick Stevens. Oh yeah. Well, if you really want a deep, deep <laughs> cut on a, some kind of a uh, road game like that, go go check out Courier Crisis on PlayStation. That's a good one. Oh yeah, <laughs> I love that game. But anyways, yeah. So, do you have Sketch and Love, Aaron? It's really meant for I you. I do. Uh, I I have uh, some love for that game. I do. <laughs> I don't know how well it's aged now. I just remember you being able to jump 40 feet in the air. Yeah. Crap. What was the movie? Oh, there was a rollerblading movie. Was it Was it uh, something about crying for the roller boys or something? Oh, Airborne. So, yeah, there's a movie called Airborne. I just Googled it from 93. Um, yes. Go Google that, guys, because it's one of Jack Black's very first appearance in the movie. And, and he is he's very young. <laughs> yes, I did see that yeah, movie. Seth, I Seth remember Green's it. In it. Yeah, ninety-three. Seth Green's in it, and it uh, it's worth a watch if you are into like nineties kind of stuff. But yeah, they have like you know rollerblading races, and you know the the kid from California comes to a colder area in the world, and he's a surfer. Now he's a rollerblader. You know, whole thing, whatever. Yes, I you know I somehow excised that movie from my memory, but now it's <laughs> all coming back. Well, I just always remember people talking Jack Black. I'm like, go watch this movie. You're going to laugh at Jack Black. Because he's, <laughs> yes, like he's like a bully in the movie, like one of the cool kids in high school. <laughs> yes. Did you ever see Prayer of the Roller Boys? Prayer that was another Rollerblade movie. Google that. That had Corey Haim in it. Really? Yes, and Patricia Arquette. How have I never seen this? This was in 1990. Wow. It was a science fiction movie. You're not kidding. That looks weird. Is it a good? <laughs> is it a good? No. Movie? Okay, but I feel like I is. Is it. it watchable? Yes. Is it good? No. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> All right, Patricia Arquette. She was in a that movie I liked. What Stigmata? Did you ever watch that? That was a creepy movie. Oh yeah, that was good there. All right, moving on. <laughs> Go down that Let's rabbit do trail. It. Timmy Mac says, what are a couple of your favorite 80s Sega arcade titles? Please stay safe, my friends. <laughs> oh, you too, buddy. Um, let's see. Uh, Sega arcade titles, definitely uh, those environmental cabs. The, you know, like the your Outrun and your Space Harrier. Yeah. Uh, Anything on Yakuza or Shenmue? <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Oh, Virtual Fighter. But this, we're talking 80s here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
For sure. There, there were so many great 80s titles. I'm going to do a left field pick and say Gain Ground in the arcade was oh, pretty sweet. I was like, yeah, I love that game. Sweet uh, game we have not covered on this show, but uh, uh, that one was, I think, two or three player in the arcade, and it was pretty sweet. That's been on a lot of the uh, compilations. Like that, That's how I got introduced to this game, because looking at the cover art, I would have never picked this up as a kid. But it was on a few of the compilations I played for Genesis. And I'm like, man, this is really good. Yeah, those those super scalar games, though, man. That that was 3D before 3D. Yeah, yeah. That's some of the most impressive stuff that you could could play at the time. Yeah, that's cool. I would like to see a compilation of Sega arcade games from that era, specifically kind of like how there's an SNK 40th anniversary yeah. that looks at their earlier history before their uh, MVS days and, you know, before they kind of dominated uh, a lot of that market um, with, you know, they were continuing that 2D sphere when everyone else was going to 3D. Yeah, I'd like to find another sit-down afterburner game. There was one in my local yes. mall. When I was a kid, the new one. Did you ever play the climax? Uh, uh-uh. I, 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 I've seen them, but uh, yeah, the original. Yeah. One, he's What's like, it looks like beaches. <laughs> like <Ooh>. Yeah, <laughs> that was good though. Good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> All right, this is a good question from uh, Gabe Van Gilder. He says, uh, "Aaron, what Sega franchise do you think Sega will bring back?" Um, they've already brought back Streets of Rage. Uh, well, another developer did. Uh, as with uh, Toe Jam and Earl. Alex Kidd is coming back. We didn't talk about that. Did you see the... Oh, yes. We didn't talk it about that. It looked kind of like a remake. I don't know if it's a remake sequel, but it looks a lot like the first one. So I have high hopes for that. So Alex Kidd coming back, guys. Yeah, and, and there, it's not a joke. there were some rumors that uh, you know the team behind Streets of Rage 4 were uh, possibly working on a Golden Axe uh, there are some rumors on that. So that I would, would love to see awesome. M2 take that Golden Axe arcade game that never got pushed to consoles and do that one up. That, uh, I think, Revenge of, the, of Death Adder. Yeah, Revenge of Death Adder, yep. Solid game. Uh, so, to your question, Gabe. Great question. <laughs> I'm going to say, bring back shining force and not the shining force that i keep seeing on mobile and whatever where it's some action rpg nonsense that's great but i want like turn base i mean if nintendo's got fire emblem come on bring back that shining force there's a there's a market for it there's someone who wants to play it namely me rob luther uh yeah rob luther (laughs) i mean besides that you could, I guess, Green Dog. Yeah. <laughs> Bring back that Green Dog. I'm sure there's two fans who want that back. Two fans. <laughs> I think Sega's done a good job lately. There's been, you know, ever since Sonic Mania kind of came back, and like you mentioned, Toe Jam and Earl, Streets of Rage. And I know they weren't behind Shinmu 3, but uh, it was kind of nice to see Shinmu 3 come out. And, yeah. Yeah, it was just kind of nice to. You know, and the Yakuza's strong. I know a lot of people even locally play in Yakuza games, so Sega's not doing bad. I think they're I think they're uh, doing some good stuff out there. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, who knows? Maybe a Ristar sequel's in the works. Ooh, Ristar. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, next one comes from Anthony Pig. Anthony asks, best character to play in each Streets of Rage game? 
Ooh, best character to play in each Streets of Rage game. Uh, Blaze, 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 Blaze. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know in two, it's definitely Skate, hands down. If you're not picking Skate, uh, you're looking for a harder challenge because Skate is like, he's the fastest and probably the most fun to play just because he's on skates Yeah. in again, general. Again, the rollerblading thing, so. That's kind of yeah, a big in, deal. Yeah, <laughs> Streets of Rage uh, 1, I would say, um, you know what? I'm going to say Adam, because you can't really play as him in the other ones. Yeah, not not, not until, until 4. Not until 4, yeah. I kind of liked his little uppercut that would pop the guy up and then a little spin kick. It's kind of a neat little combo. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. And you know, it, it's funny because you can't, you can't really go wrong with Axel either. He's always kind of like that medium character that... You gotta play through all the games. Exactly. Yeah, yeah Axel. He kind of reminds me of Cody, also from Final yeah, Fight. Yeah, true. And maybe wonder if he was modeled after him. Yeah. But I don't know. And I don't think, and maybe I'm just spoiled by Final Fight, but I don't think uh, Streets of Rage ever perfected the big guy. I don't. I didn't. I didn't <laughs> like any of the big guys in any of the games, even the Streets of Rage Four. I just don't think you they, know. I don't think they did real well with it. I would say that uh, I think you're talking about Floyd. He's grown on me a little bit, but. He is harder to master, that's for sure. And in, in two, uh, Max, Max was, he was just kind of slow. He did have like a rush move, but, whew. Something about that overhand karate slow. chop just kind of annoyed me. I don't know. <laughs> kind of makes me want to play one of those speed up hacks. Yeah. Makes it twice as fast yeah. just to play as him again and see what it was like. Yeah. But there was just, I guess, just loving Mike Kagar in the Final Fight series. Just It's just kind of hard to <laughs> get away from that big guy. Yeah. Uh, Streets of Rage through. I'm gonna say Streets of Rage. Uh, Streets of Rage Rue. Uh, Streets of Rage three. Uh, I would say Rue, the, the kangaroo, uh, is the obvious choice. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that one. I've probably spent the least amount of time on three that I ha- I have played quite a bit of that. Uh, I think it, it it is a quite enjoyable game, especially if you play the fan translated version. Uh, let's go ahead and say uh, I think Blaze. I think my Blaze was my favorite in that. Yeah. Did you ever play uh, Streets of Rage remake on the PC? Did you ever download? That? You know, no, I never did, oh, and I great. I'm kicking myself because I always wanted to play it. Yeah, it's uh, it's easy to find and download, but you can play Adam like throughout the whole series, which is really awesome. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I like that in Streets of Rage Four, you can go back and play these earlier iterations of characters <laughs> it looks kind of weird though <laughs> the old stuff oh yeah stuff. it's 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 a little funny when like you pick a streets of rage one character and uh they do this little animation with the police vehicle coming out <laughs> exactly a uh, little cutscene. okay great question uh so yeah keep them coming guys all right we've got couple more uh next one from well you just mentioned him earlier jesse cleva and jesse asks, aaron are we worthy enough to ask you questions if not how can we get worthy enough well it starts by listening to the show <laughs> i don't know i know i know you you uh no i think he said he listened to our show before so i'll, I'll give him that Give him that I credit. I think he does. I think he's a closet uh, uh, Genesis. Yeah, fan. he's a closet Sega fan. Yeah, I mean, I gave him a Sega Genesis. <laughs> I think uh, I had to at least heard one episode of the show yeah. before 
You guys throwing need, his phone in the fire. I'll uh, I'll, I'll throw this out there. Y'all need to go check out his YouTube channel. It's pretty good. I'll uh, I'll make sure that links in the uh, show notes. I've been watching. He just did a couple episodes on just some random like retro stuff he has. So. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was really cool. I, I like him. He's a I, I like he's a uh, his stick. Uh, like every time he gets something new, gaming wise, his stick on Facebook is to post about it and say. Well, my wife told me to go to the store uh, yeah. and get milk and eggs, like and I came, came back, back with this 55-inch big-screen TV. I know. Oh, he's and a, I didn't get the milk or eggs, so he's just a but po- he's a positive, hardworking family guy. He just seems cool. Yeah, I like that guy. Cool guy. Yep. Um, yeah, we'll put go check that out, guys. I'll put his YouTube uh, link on the on the uh, show notes. Cool. All right. Uh, we got time for let's do two more. Let's see what we got here. We got uh, Jay Jorgensen and Jay ask if Mario and Sonic had a baby, would it have a mustache or a penchant for eating chili dogs? Would the chili get stuck in the mustache? Are Mario's overalls made from hedgehog hide? <laughs> a lot of questions in there. Oh wow! How do I? Whew, how do I even answer this one? You know if. Mario and Sonic had a baby just me- from the mechanics of the thing. It would be Ray. Uh, <laughs> Ray point. literally has the, uh, even though he's a squirrel, I mean, he's in the Sonic the Hedgehog universe and he has Mario's. He has the exact same flying ability that Mario does in Super Mario World. Who are we kidding? <laughs> um, as far as the mustache. Last I checked, babies don't generally have mustaches. I guess unless they're milk mustaches. So I am going to uh, yep. skip that question. I don't know how to answer that. I like I like the cut of your jib though, sir. <laughs> oh, so we do have we can answer this question too. Uh, Ryan Scully asks, "What are the best and worst Star Wars movies?" Ooh, I would say. The worst Star Wars movie is probably <gasps> Phantom Menace. Um, the best, I don't know, some people might say it's Revenge. Um, but the best Star Wars movie for me is Empire. Me too. Empire is just like everything you loved about the first movie that came out. And then... They upped the stakes and they threw in this crazy twist you weren't expecting. And just, it's kind of like when I saw Terminator 2. It's like Terminator 1 is fantastic, but Terminator 2, um, you know, just took everything to 11, basically. And that's how I felt about Empire. It's, yeah, and, I, and it's very rare that your sequel is is your favorite movie. And I'm the same way with right. Star Wars. Empire Strikes Back is like my favorite movie of all time. So. Yeah, and I, I think the. Uh, problem uh and not to knock the the new trilogy that's come out too much i think they're they're good movies especially yeah i'd say the first one's probably my favorite out of the three yeah the first Uh, one's good second one was in second one's second one's decent the third one was just kind of a mess as far as it it was trying to fix some of the problems with the second one it was trying and part of that was just like yeah the the writer of the second one sort of left a lot of yeah. loose ends that they that I guess Disney or whoever didn't want them to tie up that way. 
Um, so that didn't happen. And I think, uh, wasn't it like, (sighs) I'm trying to remember. I thought someone was brought in at some point to finish the movie there. There were, there were definitely some things on the cutting room floor, but as far as the worst star Wars movies, yeah, I feel like, um, Nick would probably agree with me that it's one of the prequel movies. Um, yeah, I, surprisingly enough, and I think there's a lot of people out there probably agree, um, like Rogue One was excellent. If you've seen that, yeah, yeah Rogue One was. Excellent. I, you know what, uh, Rogue One's excellent. That might be some people's favorite of the new movies. Um, I just didn't think they were gonna be able to make that story that that cool, like of how they found the yeah. Death Star plans. That's so cool. I still haven't seen uh, Solo. Yeah, I've only seen it once. It's like the only movie that I didn't buy. <laughs> Does it just feel like Star Wars fan fiction? It just feels like it just felt forced. <laughs> yeah. Oh, force. Pun, really? Pun intended. That's but, interesting. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> it was okay. It, it had a cool like appearance at the end of it that was kind of interesting. And I don't know. I kind of I kind of need to watch it again. But I just don't think Han Solo. I think it didn't even do great at the box office. I no. think people were like, "Uh, Star Wars oversaturation." Well, what is happening? Han Solo is one of those guys you just can't re- recreate with another actor. There's there's certain roles that Uh-oh. actors do that you just can't recreate. I don't know. He's one of those guys. I just don't think he can. No, I I agree with you. Maybe in another fifty years when people have forgotten, but I don't think people will forget. It's like you know, there there's some characters that take a while for the actor to really click with me, like uh, like uh, Tom Holland and Spider Man. I think he's the best Spider Man ever, and it took like three movies to get to that guy. I don't know, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know what the problem is? I have not seen. I've seen him in the Avengers. I have not seen his actual movies. Oh yeah. But did you see the animated Spider Man movie? That was good. He that was good. is phenomenal. Yep. And I'm and I'm real pumped that the uh, new Spider Man game is all about Miles Morales. I think that's great. Yes. I like that dude. Very cool. Story. What else we got? Oh yeah, we got one more. And it's from Tyler Jones. And Tyler yes. asks, uh, any favorites from the Nintendo and Super Nintendo console programs on the Switch? Um Yes. Let me look at it right now so <laughs> I can tell you. I'm gonna do that too. Um Breath of Breath of Fire. Uh, from when I was a kid, uh, underrated RPG, I think. Capcom did that, right? Capcom, and it was published by Square, but everyone thought that Square made it at the time. But I knew it was Capcom because you could uh, actually unlock a secret cutscene with Chun Li. <laughs> yeah, that cool. that cool. Street Fighter. Um, I would also say, um, uh, Super Metroid is hands oh, down yeah, still one yeah, of the best yeah. games in the 16-bit era. Uh, obviously Donkey Kong Country just got added. Anything Super Mario in the title is just super polished and well thought out. Yeah, that, uh, the Deeper Kong, Dive. Donkey yeah. Kong was fun to play. That was that was a good one that they just brought out. I agree. Yeah. Um uh, I'm trying to think what else we got on on NES. Um there's some great stuff on there too. Um, I'm always going to miss something. Um, NES, you've got your Zeldas and you got your Mario, um, deeper cut wise. You've got stuff like, uh, a cool two player version of excite bike. Um, yeah, Dr. Mario. I was always pretty fond of, um, something that I would spend a lot of time with. I kind of, 
I'm trying to think. I think I'd spend a bit of time. I used to. This is a, might be surprising, um, but I used to love NES Open Golf. Oh, that <laughs> game's great! It's like the first Mario Golf. Yep. Yeah, it's really my, what it's like. My dad would rent that game all the time. He loved it. And then, uh, yeah. kind of a. It's just because I think I owned the game as a kid. Uh, it's the uh, soccer game that has Donald Trump as the goalie. Super soccer. <laughs> Yes, but uh, that game's great. You're, you're yeah. so right. Yeah. I remember this box art. I'm, I'm not much uh, okay, of a soccer yeah, guy. So, that game's great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so NES, River City Ransom, yeah. uh, Kirby's Adventure, Deeper Cuts, Journey to Silius, which actually was Terminator 2 before they lost the license. Um, your Double Dragon, Ninja Gaiden, Adventure of Lolo. I think Lolo is one of those games that works the absolute best on a portable system like the Switch. It's just one of those quick bite-sized puzzle games where it's like you can clear a puzzle, you can go put it in suspend mode, and since you don't have to do passwords anymore, honestly, that's where it's at. I think a lot of people are into those like pick up, do a puzzle or a couple puzzles, and then put it down and then come back to it later. Yep. So cool. Yep. Yeah, that's that's a uh, if you guys it, it's a cheaper service if you have a Switch. It's uh, you know, I, I know a lot of people get upset because of, you know of all the virtual console money we spent over the years on the Wii and the Wii U. And now we don't have those yeah, games anymore. But and and stuff that they miss. Uh, you know, there there are certain games that just don't show up on here. I wish they were more. You know, I wish there were more Konami titles. Yeah, um, and Konami, 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 and Capcom save some of their bigger titles for their own collections exactly. that you don't see yeah. i've got the contra, contra and you don't oh, yeah. see um you know more stuff from from konami you don't see castlevania yeah but you know there there are some uh, underrated gems i think um i don't necessarily think clue clue land is one of them but <laughs> <laughs> uh, star tropics Shadow of the Ninja, Ninja super yep. underrated two-player ninja action game. Great stuff. Vice Project Doom, one probably one of the best-looking, coolest uh, NES games out there. Yeah, that's uh, a cool game. yeah. So there's there's plenty of cool stuff. I didn't mention it, but Star Fox Two uh, <laughs> went unreleased for many many years. Came out on the Super Nintendo Mini, and then they dropped it on the SNES. You know, on this. Netflix, whatever and it's cool it's another way to play it i will say i hate that they're using emulation but not allowing you to use like frame skip on these super effects games so they run just as slow as they did back in the day yeah and for those of you who haven't seen that documentary high score there's a whole episode about how that super fx chip was made and who is so, oh, so dylan cut oh, yeah. yeah man he's like all about and that, that's i kind of knew a little bit about that story but the fact that they like he basically was a hacker <laughs> developed he's that like, developed like that chip. 16 or 17 years old and then <laughs> yeah so good but of course my son was just enthralled by that story but uh i didn't there's a lot of that story i did not know at all so it was yeah. uh, very cool and i can how he had the prototype of the space game and then of course uh miyamoto is like we gotta put some flair on this game you know here's a fox (laughs) (laughs) which i think's great yes and that's what i think kind of took it to the next level to be honest was nintendo's flair for like okay here's a mascot uh here's something to take it over the edge because it wasn't like it was argonaut they'd made other space games on uh computers but they didn't have a strong mascot or anything and that sort of 
gave Star Fox its character. Yep. I just thought that was so cool. But yeah, it, if you all, yeah, of course, everyone listen probably loves retro games, but uh, go check that documentary out. There's some cool stuff on there. There's a whole thing about Sega against Nintendo too. So, kind of like the console war books. You'll you'll enjoy that. So cool. Well, I think that does it for all the questions, Aaron, and that takes yeah, care awesome. of the first part of our show. Right in an hour, a little bit over. So we'll, uh, what? Yeah, we're gonna. <laughs> We're going to take a long, probably a day-long break and uh, record the rest. <laughs> we're going to go, uh, yes, we're going to take a long break, yep. but we will be back. And you won't notice. You won't notice. Through the wonders of podcast technology. Yeah. Other than maybe those of you who aren't listening on Patreon will probably hear the commercial that's about to start. <laughs> that's right. Cool. All right. Well, we'll go on to the next segment right after this message. So, uh, Aaron, game on. Game on, Nick. Game on! Yeah, game on! Sega! Alright, so Mega Man, the Wily Wars for the Sega Genesis or the Mega Drive. Um, so I'm going to be honest, I don't have a lot of memories with this specific game other than actually playing the originals on the Nintendo. I didn't I didn't actually get my hands on the Wily Wars till probably three or four years ago. I, I played a ROM. And then uh, our good good friend of the show, Joseph Garris, sent me a uh, a uh, nice reproduction of it with a cart and a nice uh, uh, case and everything. And then I have a, a ROM on one of my little handheld yeah uh, one of my little handheld machines. I got to play ROMs as well, but uh, I didn't play this game, of course. Uh, you know, it was only on Sega Channel. I had a friend who had Sega Channel, but for some reason, I just remember us playing Beavis and Butthead a lot on that and nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't really. Yeah, uh, but, uh... We had a neighbor kid. We had the the neighbor uh, Joel, who had uh, his, his dad worked for Time Warner Cable. I remember, and uh, they had Sega Channel, and I got to go over there exactly once, but I don't remember playing this game. But I knew that uh, I remember seeing like magazine articles on it. I know it'd come out in Japan. And uh, it was out in Europe, and yeah, we yeah. got it on Sega Channel, but I never got to play it then. I ended up playing it in, in ROM format <laughs> later yep. on. Yep. Kind of like you, but I, of course, probably like you, grew up on the NES first. Loved the Mega Man series, especially once you got to 2, where uh, they gave you a difficulty choice, so you could play it at a slightly less masochistic difficulty. <laughs> And actually get through the game. I have, I, I don't know that I have. Uh, I have memories of getting to the boss that sort of transforms across the screen in Mega Man One. But in Mega Man Two, I remember getting all the way to the Dragon Boss and yeah, then getting yeah. to Doctor Wily. I think that was one of the first games I remember getting that far. And then uh, I, I don't know if we borrowed Mega Man Two from a friend or if we actually owned it but i remember mega man 3 was the first one i remember my brother got it for his birthday i think along with castlevania 3 right around the same time (laughs) two sweet games to get talk about uh (laughs) yeah two for their uh just both excellent yeah excellent games and you know Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, we never owned a Mega Man game, but we rented Mega Man 2 constantly. It was just like a staple for us when we go to the uh, rental store on the weekends. So, like, I, I actually beat Mega Man 2 before ROMs were a thing in my life, but it was really the only one I ever beat fairly. I, I've beat 1 and 3, 
but I use uh, yeah. save states and, <laughs> and such. So. You played, uh, I, I just rebought the Mega Man collection again on the Switch. And, oh, yeah. And of course, you use the rewind feature or the auto fire. <laughs> they both help yeah, quite a do. bit for these old man eyes. That's cool. I've actually got my, uh, in my game room, I have my office in the corner, but I've tilted my my main TV and uh, towards my uh, my desk, and I'm actually playing the game right now, so that's kind of cool. <laughs> I'm going old school, Nick, when I'm actually playing the game while we uh, record. So, <laughs> oh, awesome! Yeah, but um, I actually get to play the game uh, on my Sega Genesis for real. I actually wanted to add my Everdrift. Yeah, I, I actually wrote a question down, and I always kind of wondered this. Um, is it, is it just me? Is it my nostalgia, or is Mega Man Two always kind of seem to be the more popular Mega Man when, when folks have uh, memories or or uh, talk about their favorite uh, Mega Man? I, I think so. Uh, I think it's mostly Mega Man Two, though. I think what people remember also, and maybe they mix these memories together, is they remember major developments. Because I mean, it's the only. I think it's one of the only games that had six sequels on the same game system. Yeah. Uh, or five sequels on the same game system. Uh, so I think people remember two, especially because it probably, in my opinion, had the best soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, it also had innovations, just, uh, I think, better stages in general uh, and probably better bosses, a bigger selection of bosses, of course. And it also uh, gave you the ability to uh, transform from the get-go to get you to higher areas and things. Yeah, I just always, ass- I always assumed, I always assumed two was more yeah. popular just in my own head because that's the one I preferred, just because I played it so much as a kid and I was familiar with it. But it seems like you more, more people sure you talk that to. Box art. I mean, oh yeah, the box art's great. And one and two box art is like the stuff of legends <laughs> if you haven't seen. Them. So it good. It is amazingly, terribly uh, <laughs> awful, but great at the same time. Europe also, they didn't fare much better. Um, and it wasn't until you got to like the later ones. But uh, innovation-wise, yeah, 2 had the better music, better gameplay in general. They lost the score system. 3 was, uh, hey, you know, everyone wants a sidekick dog, so we've got... <laughs> Rush Jet, who's awesome, and, and, it, and sort of uh, and didn't three introduce yeah. Pro- Proto Man? Was that the was he the was it in three? I think well, it's Proto Man. Proto Man coming. I want to say it's three. I think so. I didn't. I honestly, I'm going back and playing Wily Wars. I didn't play three much. I played one and two. Yeah, uh, yeah. He shows up in Mega Man three. Okay, you're cool. right. And then I think he shows up in a Mega Man remake. That uh, the powered up one on PSP. Cool. But yeah, uh, so you had Proto Man, and of course, Doctor Wily's threw up pretty much everything. Um, yeah. Even when he fakes out, he's like, "Oh, he's not the real bo- boss; it's <laughs> someone else." And then it's Doctor Cossack and four. But um, yeah, three also I think gave you the slide, which was a yep. major mechanic, and then four had uh, the almost game-breaking uh, charge-up attack, <laughs> which made the boss is a little easier too where it's like oh well, i can just use my mega buster and charge it up now which was, was great and then five and six um other than having really wacky bosses um i couldn't 
remember if they really had much more innovation at that point yeah. or if Mega Man really was kind of getting stale. I didn't play 5 and 6 hardly at all. Uh, I owned them. Like, at some point, I owned every single Mega Man yeah. on NES oh, man. Uh, back when I was hardcore collecting. See, that's some, that's but, some big money now. <laughs> yeah, now they, they go for quite a bit. Um, but yeah, um, you know, it sounds like we've both had some major history with Mega Man, um, a series, what, Mega Man Wily Wars came out in 1994, uh, and I was surprised that it only collects the first three games because what, Mega Man 4, I wanted to say, came out in like 1990 or 91. Yeah. But maybe it was a, a space issue. They'd already... Um, <laughs> it's one of the few Sega games that actually lets you save your games. So who knows how much uh, more... Uh, maybe a, a bigger uh, ROM cart would have been in order for that. You know? And I wonder why it never came out physically in, in America. Because I'm sure this would have killed, you know, if it came out... <laughs> Yeah, I, that, I, it surprises me, too, that they'd only put it on Sega Channel along with Golden Axe 3. Yeah. And who knows? I mean, I'm sure it's weird to me, too, because Capcom really only put out um, a couple games on the Sega Genesis. And like, I think, their other games, Capcom, I don't think they developed a single game on the Sega Genesis themselves. Someone else can correct me. But I'm pretty sure they outsourced just about everything. All of their early stuff, Sega handled. Uh, you know, stuff like Bulls and Ghosts, Forgotten Worlds. Uh, I think even um, Cheeky Cheeky Bros. <laughs> uh, but. I can't think of much else. Capcom, yeah, Street, Street Fighter, Street Fighter II, that's really. Championship Edition was outsourced. Yep. And uh, this one was outsourced too by a little developer called. Minakuchi Engineering, and I you have to look them up on Moby Games to see if they did anything else. But um, yeah, this is Mega Man's a series that goes all the way back to 1987. So this is sort of collecting those games from um, you know um, 87 to what year would uh, Mega Man 3 came out? It's like 1990. That's about right. Yeah. 1990, and then, um, shoot, not till 1992 <laughs> in Europe. <laughs> but yeah, this was this was a treat, uh, at least in Europe and Japan where they got it. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> having three games on one cart that wasn't like a collection of old uh, Atari arcade games was... <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and I'm, I was looking at the release dates, and I may answer my own question, because... Uh, it was released in Japan in October '94 on the second on December '94, and then uh, yeah. in Europe on uh, April '95. And I know the Saturn was just around the corner, so they may have just been kind of spending their time on that instead of trying to release more Genesis games. You know, that's that's so true. Um, they could have been focused elsewhere, and, and they were still going strong on the Mega Man stuff. Uh, maybe they're focused more on Mega Man X, yeah, that's and true. Mega that's Man true. Seven, and Mega Man in base. Um, so who, who knows? Uh, but I know Capcom was never very strong on the Sega Genesis. Um, but it was interesting. We got curiosities like this, and we got 
the the one Mega Man game uh, on Game Gear, which is like a collection. Yeah, it's sort of a best of Mega Man, but um, with a kind of shrunk down perspective. I, I, I feel like my Mega Man history was basically Mega Man One, Two, Three. Mega Man X1 and then Mega Man Legends. That's like all I played. <laughs> Those five games. You skipped, skipped a bit. Yeah, I skipped quite a bit. <laughs> I think I played Mega Man. Honestly, I might have played Mega Man X before I played Mega Man Five or Six. Oh wow! And I'm those a, are ones that I remember getting later on. I'm like, what? I'm a little like getting a Funko Land ad, and it's like, what? <laughs> Man, Five and Six. I'm a little heartbroken right now too because I, I got my game room about set up and I pulled out all my old uh, Super Nintendo games. And I don't know where an old Mega Man X went to. I know I had that cartridge. I've had it since I was a kid. <laughs> I'm like, where did that cartridge go? <laughs> it's somewhere lost in yeah. the box. Very uh, heartbreaking. But Because uh, <laughs> I owned... I have Mega Man 2 on cartridge, and I have Mega Man X. Those are the only Mega Man games I, I actually own. So, very uh, very disappointing. So, so let's be honest. Do you think Mega Man is a better name or Rockman? I like Rockman. Always did. Yeah. I like Rockman a lot. And I always wondered, like, mm, why didn't they keep that? Yeah. <laughs> Well, in the, well, it, it uh, made sense why his girlfriend was named Roll, <laughs> Rock not and Roll. Super or uh, <laughs> Ultra Woman or something. Like yeah. That. Well, this the story of just Mega Man period and, and how it was developed is kind of it's just interesting to me. Like how Capcom wasn't really big on the idea of the game, and uh, <laughs> they didn't uh, have yeah they didn't have as much faith in it. No, it ends up being one of their best ones. On. Yeah, I mean it's so good, but um, yeah, I just. You know, it's, it's kind of the history of Mega Man and seeing how long it's lasted. And, you know, I, I love picking Mega Man when I play Super Smash Brothers. And it's just kind of a, I don't know, it's just one of those gaming icons that I don't think will ever go away, <laughs> regardless yeah, if they make um, a good game. It's <laughs> such a years. simple, well thought out concept that has been copied. Uh, you know, about, like Crying Conquest on NES. Yeah. And, and uh, I think even Sega's put out a game or two that, uh, sort of went after that Mega Man formula. I've definitely played some Sega Genesis games that adopted that pick-a-stage format that Capcom sort of uh, created. Yeah, like DuckTales. You know, you... <laughs> yeah, DuckTales. Uh, even one of the games that we played, what was it, Shadow Blasters, I mm-hmm. remember, mm-hmm. letting you pick the stage starting out. And I think that all sort of... Uh, you know, maybe there were games before Mega Man that did it, but that's the first one I clearly remember doing it. Yeah, and it really, I mean, because of the big pictures on the on the character selection page, it made you remember those bosses and the stages. Because, I mean, like you mentioned Shadow Blasters, I can't hardly remember who was what, but yeah, the fact that you're like hovering over... It was like a, a rogues gallery of... Yeah, and it's so cool. Uh, you know, the, like a wanted poster for each yeah. robot boss you're going to defeat. And until I played, you know, I played Mega Man 2 before I played any of them, but until I played that game, there was nothing like that. I'm like, man, these, these bosses. No, <laughs> even, yeah, and, and the fact that you could gain their abilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, later on, you'd have stuff like Kirby, where you'd be able to, uh, you know, suck up enemies like a vacuum cleaner. Yeah. But Mega Man was also one of the first, like that, where it was like, oh, wow, I can gain the boss's ability and, and uh, it gives the game I think more opportunities and gives it more of a non-linear feel yeah uh, even though there is kind of a hidden hand <laughs> that guides you as you keep dying like oh maybe I should ch- try this stage yeah, first yeah. <laughs> defeat this boss with just the Mega Buster 
Uh, you know, you're just your little pea shooter. Yeah. There's usually yeah. one boss like that, and Man. then you'll get that yeah. boss's ability, and then you realize, oh, okay, if I use this boss's tornado drill attack or <laughs> leaf blower or whatever uh, on this boss, then I will render them useless, or so, I'll blow like, through the stage super easily. Maybe water takes care of fire. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe you should try different elements on each other. Oh, that's that's really cool. Yeah, and like you mentioned, the music. Um, now I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit more detailed with the Genesis version, but some of my first little songs I picked out on my guitar were, were Mega Man songs. I, I do a, it, I, I really enjoy it, but I do a real cool uh, version, like heavy metal version of Flashman stage. Love it. I can do Woodman. Um, I can do Crashman. So like I got a, a lot of cool uh, just influences from this from the music soundtrack period which is just awesome tunes the melodies are so catchy um especially Mega Man 2 and again that's probably because that's the one I played the most of but I don't know there's just something about that music so iconic yeah and uh the let's see like the first Mega Man uh the composer was Manami Natsume and it's cool I think that in Japan uh there were way more female composers for video games than there ever been in the industry over here in the States or in Europe. So you'll see stuff like Castlevania and different Mega Man games having uh, female composers. And you know the music out of the gate in Mega Man 1, it's great. It's maybe not as iconic as yeah. Mega Man 2, which I think is just catchier in general. Um, but still super solid. Um, I think I've only played maybe one or two Mega Man games where the music just wasn't <laughs> that great. Um, uh, but you know, um, that, that first one sort of set the standard. Like this isn't just another action platformer with boring music or happy whatever tunes. There's, there's definitely a driving rock sound which makes sense if the character's name is rock man you want yeah. some uh rock and roll and, and cool uh pop tunes pop chip tunes in there so yeah uh awesome music direction you know with the limited amount of channels the nes had um and you know so on you get to mega man 2 where it just gets better and then three um, I don't know that it's better than two, but there's still some solid songs in there. Yeah. Especially, I would say the uh, the opening theme is fantastic. That, yeah, absolutely. Because if I remember right, uh, Mega Man Two. No, maybe it's Mega Man One. So Mega Man One, the ending theme, the first part of that is actually the beginning of Mega Man Two. Like the first part of Mega Man Two. So it's, it's interesting that they played the end music for Mega Man 1, so it kind of flows directly into Mega Man 2. <laughs> it's cool. And then the song sort of morphs into that driving beat yeah. once you get to the top and you see Mega Man on top of the skyscraper. <laughs> I don't know how many of these... Uh, you'll, you'll play a lot of these indie retro games. There's so many of them that rip that uh, intro. Yeah. <laughs> off before they oh, I mean, even our uh, buddies uh, at Basketball yeah. Classics <laughs> uh, lifted the intro for Mega Man 2. That's right. Uh, or if you ever played uh, 
Retro City Rampage. Rampage, yep, yep. That's what I was thinking of. Grabbed it also. Yep. That and that, that game's a walk. That game's a walking ripoff, which is great. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. <laughs> they rip oh, off so much. So many, so many homages <laughs> yeah. to things. I guess ripoff's yeah. a bad word, but uh, <laughs> you know what I mean. That's what my son says. I'm like homage, say homage. homage. I like it. <laughs> um, so, what did you think of? As much as we love the music and how iconic some of these stages are, what did you think of the transfer to Sega Genesis as far as the sound went? I know we haven't talked about the gameplay, but I think we can still stick on the sound. Yeah, it's it's so the sound itself I think sounds good. Like like the 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 choice of just you know, instrumental type sounds, whatever the heck you want to call it, but. It's slow. I think just like the gameplay, it's like a little too slow. When I was playing Flashman, which again is one of my favorite songs from uh, from the game Mega Man 2, I just it didn't have that driving. Da, 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 da. It was just kind of da, 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 da. it is the tempo was not not there for me, so it kind of kind of drove me nuts um, a little bit. Yeah, where, where were you playing it? Were you playing an emulation or what were you playing it on? I've done both. I played on emulation. I've listened to a YouTube and I played this uh, this. Uh, all the cartridge that Joseph got us. Okay, good. Yeah, I was like, I was making sure because I know if you're playing, if definitely if you're playing the European version, uh, then it will be slower. But yeah, even even the NTS, NTSC one uh, doesn't quite match the feel of the NES game. And it, and you know, if you hadn't heard the original, it'd be great. Yeah, like, you're oh, pro- these, these songs are great. The you know the sound chip. Um, it uses the what is it the SMPS Z80 um, sound driver which is was used in a lot of other like first party Sega games and used in like uh, Columns and Columns 3 things yeah, like that yeah. um, so I mean in Castle of Illusion it's a capable sound driver I'd say the soundtrack is still better than conversions oh yeah like, big time. Uh, like if you take like the conversion turrican or the conversion of, of battle toads like the music in those games sounds so butchered compared to the originals but in this case i i would say it's not quite as good as the nes ones um and but it's it's still decent i'd say the biggest letdown for me is they don't have sample drums, which doesn't mean anything. But I think they could have had harder hitting drums for this system. And I also think that there's way too many organ sounds in this <laughs> version. Like you should have gone with more like hard rock patches, yeah, because that's kind of what the Sega Genesis does. It it can do like a really pretty. And I'm not, I'm not saying cat meows and growls like in Road Rash. <laughs> But given the right soundtrack, it can sound great, like a Thunder Force. I think oh, Mega gosh, Man yeah. uh, could have sounded way beefier, and I've heard people do it. it could have had a way beefier sound to it. Uh, but you know, it's 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 decent. Just say like it's <laughs> almost like um, there's almost too much keyboard-ish sound to it. Yeah. And not enough, like, okay, here's, like, an obvious guitar patch or an obvious uh, brass trumpet patch, and here's a, um, you know. But a lot of it just sounds like they, they use a lot of uh, organ sounds. Yeah. I kind of wish for more variety there, but it is what it is. 
Yeah, it's always kind of fun well, hearing hearing some of your favorite songs kind of reimagined, not reimagined, but just done differently. So I, I will say I appreciated them adding new music for like the uh, the intro of the game, which has uh, I think Doctor Light up on a some <laughs> sort of board yeah. showing stuff about Mega Man, um, and then they play a cool, almost like Caribbean beat <laughs> in the intro when you start the game up and like when the all the bosses and stuff appear but uh yeah um so bouncing off of the music what did you think of the fact that they sort of you have these three games and then once you complete them you actually unlock a <laughs> almost like dlc right yeah like the genesis version of dlc it's the yeah. new little adventure that lets you fight against, uh, I think it's the Genesis, three or four bosses. Yeah, the Genesis unit, they're called, which I think is great. Genesis unit. Which is yeah, kind of a, the uh, homage to the Sega Genesis, which is cool. Yeah, huh? and it's also, I think, an homage to uh, the Journey West, the ancient uh, historical gotcha. Chinese novel. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that is pretty cool. Um, I, I will say that I played Mega Man 1 on here, and uh, I found it a little easier than my memories yeah, on, on, on the regular Nintendo. Uh, a little easier, I yeah. want to say. I immediately went to Cut Man. I always kind of fought, fought him first on the Nintendo version, and I beat him like without any save states or anything when I was playing it on the <laughs> emulation. Like, oh, wow. But I had more trouble with Mega Man 2 bosses because... I'm so used to playing Mega Man 2. That was my problem. Like I tried to stay away from Mega Man 2 because I, I couldn't do, I couldn't beat the bosses like I usually do, and I, I couldn't get through the well, stages like I usually do. I had to, yeah, a different strategy. I got to Woodman, and I really struggled <sighs> because, well, first off, I tried to beat him without uh, a certain special power, but I, I went up against him, and what I found was every time I jump, whenever there's too many sprites in this game, I'll slow down, it slows down, yeah. yeah. Uh, which, you know, this is Sega Genesis. It should have blast processing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think if this was a more mature developer or if they had worked on other Sega Genesis games um, of this elk, and I don't know, maybe it was the engine, but there's slowdown in this game, and it yeah. kind of surprises me. And Because I'm, I'm... there wasn't, I would compare it. I'd compare the same stage. I'd go over and play it. Um, play the original game and see. Okay, is there slowdown here? Is there slowdown on the boss? And there wasn't. No, and and I uh, I'm literally playing Woodman stage right now, and I have Metal Man's power as you mentioned, and I still can't beat him. <laughs> like it's that bad. I cannot jump over the uh, the leaves coming at me. Yeah, I had such a hard time jumping over. I, I will say that Mega Man can jump a tiny bit higher. Yeah, maybe it's because yeah. he's a little taller in here. Um, but I noticed that when I was on, uh, I think it was Woodman, or maybe, no, I'm trying to think. It was a, it was a stage where I was fighting some robot dogs who were shooting fire. That might've been Woodman. Yeah, Woodman. And what I noticed was that there was one robot dog who (laughs) normally you'd have to jump up on a platform closer to him. In the NES, but in this one, you could jump just a tiny bit higher, maybe because Mega Man's taller, and you could hit just the top, uh, you know, top of Mega Man's jump to hit the bottom pixel of the, the bad guy. Yeah, and that's the same oh. part you're talking about. I kind of, as my kids would call it, spam that dude. I just kind of hung back and jumped and shot through the wall like one pellet, bullet at a time. 
and that's the only yeah. way the only way I could beat those guys because that I used to, in the Nintendo version I could time it perfectly where I jumped over the flames and, and of course and I'm sure you notice this too like when I'm bashing the B button to shoot like your regular uh, power gun like it just it just doesn't come out very fast I'm pressing it as fast as I can and it's just not that same not that same consistency that Nintendo has yeah and there's also uh, I found this out because someone had published a bunch of Game Genie codes but um have you noticed there's like a tiny, tiny fraction of delay when you're running from a standstill and you charge off and there's like a tiny little delay, it feels like. Yeah. Um, and and Mega Man does that. I'm really noticing right now because I have one of those uh, SCART to HDMI converters for my high dev TV and there's a little bit of a lag in that anyways for like input lag. It's not too noticeable, but when you add that and this up together, it's pretty bad. Yeah. I may actually beat Woodman this time, here. Oh, <laughs> nope, <nice>. he got me. <laughs> nah. That's tough. Yeah, and I, I, I think that's and I like I said, I tried playing it on different platforms and Mega Man Two, and just because I played it so much is almost unplayable for me. Just because I, I can't, I yeah, can't get used to that's it. That's how I felt about uh, about Battletoads. I mean, I got used to it, but yeah, <laughs> I've noticed that the timing is slightly different. There is a Game Genie code though. Uh, I found that Speed will it up. take off the. <laughs> Oh, there is one that will speed up your shots. There's also like a, a ROM hack that does that and lets you slide in every Mega oh, Man wow. game. Um, but there, yeah, Game Genie code will let speed up your shots, let you do slides, and there's a Game Genie code that will actually remove that delay frame from when you're standing still and charging forward. That's cool. Yeah, so it's... Uh, you know, I, something I wanted to look up here was this uh, this developer, Minakuchi Engineering. Um, looking them up, it looks like they actually developed uh, all the Mega Man Game Boy games after after two. So they did three, four, and five. Oh, and I guess uh, Doctor Wily's Revenge. Um, but they also did Mega Man X three on the Super Nintendo, which I found really interesting. Oh wow. I think I've played that yeah. like one time in my life. <laughs> yeah, so that was uh, the last Mega Man game they worked on, apparently, after uh, Mega Man The Wily Wars. Huh. That's cool. You know, I, I mentioned earlier about my Mega Man collection. I actually do have the, uh, what is it, the Reloaded and the uh, Mega Man X on PSP. I, those are all two games I actually do <laughs> on the PSP. Yeah. So they, those are pretty cool little games. Oh, nice. Yep. Anyways. Yeah, I, uh, so I do like, you mentioned saves earlier and I wrote this down, I do like that you can kind of chip away a few bosses on Mega Man 1 and back out and chip away some bosses on Mega Man 2 and kind of save it all in one big bundle. I thought that was kind of oh, nice. Oh, that's handy because sometimes you're going to get tired of fighting the same, you know, robot yeah. boss and getting your butt kicked. Yeah, I thought that was kind of a neat way to put it together. You know, and this game kind of reminds me, and, and the reason I'm thinking about this a lot because I just, uh, I pre-ordered the uh, Super Mario 3D Stars or whatever it's called. It comes out uh, this week. Um, it kind of reminded me of the you know, Mario All-Stars that came out on Super Nintendo. Yeah. They put the yeah, uh, three games together. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, you know what this reminds me more of? It, it, it makes me think more of, um, I guess, Ninja Gaiden Trilogy yeah, on Super yeah. Nintendo, where they redo a few things, like redo the music or, uh, I mean slightly change the graphics not much <laughs> i guess the graphics are different here or maybe like um 
you know, Crash Bandicoot trilogy or Spyro trilogy where they just uh, redo the graphics. Yeah. But the graphics here, I would say, are fairly close to the NES, except they will add some a little bit of parallax, uh, a little bit of a scrolling, independently scrolling background layers from time to time. Yeah. But it's kind of um, not consistent. There are some times where it is literally just a black background or a blue background like the NES. And then some stages where they're like, oh, we're going to go the extra mile <laughs> and we're going to add an extra layer of background for the forest stage. Yeah. And or I, something like that. And looking at Woodman stage, and I'm sitting here like they put little extra like metal panels that have red lights flashing. Like this is some of it that definitely adds a little bit of a flair to it. But yeah, I think you're right there. Yeah. Good grief. I'm throwing metal blades at this dude and he's still not going down. <laughs> <laughs> it's that bad. I've been sitting here trying to beat Woodman since we've been recording. I don't know how I got through Metal Man. Yeah, so what do, what do you think of the, the graphics of the game compared to the NES? Um, I like him. I think it kind of paints Mega Man more of that cartoonish look that he kind of yeah, developed into. Yeah, slightly different. Yeah. He does I, slightly, slightly, I, slightly different. Oh, I beat him. Hilarious. But anyways, I, uh, I, I think, you know, you look at the first two... Uh, you know, pieces of artwork for Mega Man 1 and 2. I, I don't think they meant for Mega Man to be this kind of cartoonish look, but I think that's what he kind of turned into. And then you get Mega Man 3 that kind of turns him more into the anime style that he is. But, uh, I mean, I, I, I feel like those two games didn't quite mean, mean for him to, to have that kind of kiddie look, but uh, that's what he adopted into. And I and I, I kind of like that, because... Did you ever play Mega Man Legends on the... Uh, or 3, whatever the heck it was called? I had it on 64, but they had one on PS1. Oh, uh, you know what? Uh, oddly enough, I never played a single version of that. I know it was on PlayStation and N64. Yeah, that, that game was actually really... I, I enjoyed it. You know, like it gets, it's kind of one of those love or hate things, but that that's what kind of like really unfolded the whole, look, he's he's anime. <laughs> you know, let's, let's, let's yeah. make this more of a... Cause that, that game had a couple RPG elements and a little bit, you know, run around this town, talk to this guy here kind of thing. Um, but I don't know, for, for the time, I just I really loved that game. Um, I'm sure it doesn't hold up well because I haven't played it since you know the late 90s. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think on the 64, it was actually just called Mega Man 64, and they had Mega Man Legends on PS1. But um, I don't yeah. know. I kind of liked it. You know, um, something interesting I just looked up. Uh, I was looking. I was looking up on uh, SegaRetro.org the amount of Sega Genesis Mega Drive games that actually use battery backup. And it was shocking because there's well over what, 600, 700 games uh, in all regions, and there's only like 80 games <laughs> total. Oh, wow. Around 80 games that actually use battery backup. So that was kind of shocking. Huh. Oh, this and are, this was one of them. Those things are paying yeah. the change nowadays. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, so what else? What else do I have in my notes here? <laughs> uh, did you make it to any... Did you make it to the... Uh, we didn't talk about the boss rush mode. No. So there is a, a boss rush mode that you can actually unlock. Um, and, and, you know, uh, maybe we're leaving something out. If you haven't played, we, we'd probably say you recommend you try these on NES first or grab them in the legacy collection but um 
yeah what what else is there to add about like such iconic games i mean the cutscenes made it in you know you got little bits of new content sprinkled in here and there um almost a new little game it's not a full game um but it's still still really cool yeah anytime you throw a boss rush in anything it's always kind of fun to mess around with that that's cool um Oh crap, what was I going to say? I lost my... I keep losing my train of thought tonight, Aaron. Yeah, is it because you're playing a <laughs> no. Mega Man game the same time? It's really not. Is, is your, are you like me in a, in a boring... Te- shh, don't tell anyone I said that. In a boring team meeting and your attention is... <laughs> when someone's like, oh, I'm sorry. I think I'm just... Uh, I'm multitasking. I think I'm just out of the swing of podcasting. And, and have, you, have, you been, uh, have you been called on before in a meeting? Oh gosh. And you were not paying attention at all. And you're just like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Can you... Re- the yeah, can you repeat the question? Yeah, this game. Yep. Or someone's like, "Why the long pause?" You're like, "Well, I've been talking like, on mute." <laughs> yeah, I've been talking on mute for the past ten minutes. So. I have done that. Yeah, I'm kind of. And uh, thankfully, it wasn't during a presentation, but I've done it. Yeah, I'm kind of at the point where I'm like, I'm kind of wanting to go back in person now. <laughs> like, I would, I would appreciate yeah. a, a hybrid schedule at work. <laughs> <laughs> and I think uh, we'll get back to the game in a second, but I think. Uh, I, Mike Kelso and I kind of talked about the same thing. I, I think they get more work out of me at the house because it's it's much easier to walk in at about seven p.m. and go. You know what? I need to finish that report. <laughs> yes, <laughs> than it would be when you're. Let me log back in oh, on the weekend yeah. and not get paid any extra and do that. Exactly. <laughs> and I made the mistake of uh, I've always had like you know work apps on my phone. I'm, we got uh, Microsoft Teams now, and I made the mistake of downloading that on my phone and I left it online. And I was getting pinged by like our offshore team like all through the middle of the night. That was awful because they saw me that I was they saw that I was online. And I forgot to turn it off yeah. on my phone. <laughs> I've got teams, and I, I uh, definitely I made a pact with myself that even though I have a work phone, I'm never going to put uh, Skype or business on there. It's <laughs> probably a good idea. I don't idea. want people thinking I'm on there, you know, all hours. <laughs> if I'm away from my computer, I am seriously away. That's right. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, back to Mega Man. Um, yeah, I, I didn't. I, I did go online and watch. I wanted to look up the Genesis unit a little bit just to kind of, um, you know, get, understand what that's all about with the Wiley Tower. But I, I didn't actually make it anywhere near that. I think I, I cleared two bosses on. I'm looking right now. I cleared two bosses on Mega Man One, and I just cleared my third boss on Mega Man Two, and that was really it. So I didn't get much further. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, you know, I, I got, I'd say four to five bosses in on each Mega Man. Um, and saved it, and then I just have not. Um, you know, I've beaten these games before on NES, but I, I didn't get that far on the Sega Genesis versions. I will fully admit. Um, but you know, that's what YouTube is for. No one's saying that we have to beat the games for the oh, podcast. Oh gosh, yeah, if that were the case. Hopefully not, <laughs> because otherwise uh, you'll be looking at a list a mile long of games we never beat. That's right. We'd still be on like episode four <laughs> or something. <laughs> I mean, we know it took longer to get this episode out, but uh, just understand that we have <laughs> lives too. Yeah. That's the funny thing. Like, I'm probably less stressed now than I've ever been, but it's just... It's just yeah. so, so busy right now with the kids and stuff. So, this yeah, it's always yeah. it's always fun. Um, now, do your kids have your kids played the Mega Man games? Yeah, so they. Yeah, it, it, they play it. It's real funny because anytime we play Smash Brothers and they pick a character, they're like, "Who's this? 
and I, I used to always try to go like back in history and tell them who they are and have them play the first uh, you know the games they actually showed up in and uh, I don't know they, they liked it they told me they like Contra better which uh, kind of funny comparison I'm a you know, huge Contra fan of course but uh, <laughs> they uh, they did like the fact that you could pick your stage I thought that was cool um, but I had them yeah, play yeah I mean they're both games that I guess involve jumping and shooting but there's much more of a uh, a there's a little bit of a puzzle aspect to Mega Man that's yeah. not present in Contra, and yeah. more uh, a non-linear aspect by being able to pick stages. Exactly, exactly. So um, I know they played. Uh, my oldest played the one on PSP quite a bit when I first got my PSP years ago. So the uh, we'd always take turns. Uh, was it Blood Eagle? Was that the guy's name? Not Blood Eagle. <laughs> One of, one of the, the, the eagle guy. That was the one we always fought in PSP <laughs> down the uh, yeah. Mega Man X. But because um, I love that song, anyways. But um, yeah. I mean, they they didn't really want to go back to it like they would a Mario or Sonic, but they they did enjoy it. Yeah, my my kids have uh, definitely spent some time with the uh, Legacy Collection on PS4 and really enjoy the music. And I think they really enjoy the rewind feature. Oh boy! <laughs> now have you? I, I I know they do. Have you played like the newest Mega Man that's on uh, the Switch or like PS4 or anything? Oh, Mega Man uh, 11? Eleven. Right? Yeah, yeah. Let, let's talk about yeah. So there, so there were seven and eight, which were um, you know sixteen and thirty-two bit games respectively. And then after that, Capcom was like, let's reset things. And release another series of classic Mega oh, Man crap, games. Yeah. Which not, nine, nine, and nine and ten are actually. Yeah, which I, I, I played nine. Plays, uh, yeah, like best of versions of the Mega Man NES games. Which I like those. And then uh, you know, Radio Silence from Capcom on a new Mega Man game for a while. That's when you had stuff like the disappointing Mighty Number no. Nine. Come yeah, out. Oh, gosh. Kenji Inafune, and then uh, you know he was the guy who did artwork for the original games and then you finally get to Mega Man 11 coming out and I've heard it's good but also really hard it's um, got I, I don't yeah, know it's got good reviews but like I kept I hear I heard a lot of bad about it I have yet to play it it's always in the bargain bin like Walmart's I've almost picked it up a few times um oh, okay. but uh like you can definitely get it for under 20 bucks now for the switch uh but um I don't know like I've I've, I've been tempted to get it but then where you said it was really hard like i just don't know that i really want to play another mega man game that's just gonna make me make me angry so i don't know i'm kind of looking it up now to see how much it cost on uh amazon so i knew it was under 20 dollars last time i was at walmart and it was pretty cheap on the shelves there at um gamestop so yeah like the ps4 version 25 and then uh let me see what they got for the switch i don't see it oh wow did you know they're making a uh Mega Man Zero ZX Legacy Collection, or did they already oh, did? It already did come out. I think out. they already did. Yeah, crap. February this year. Yeah. You see what coronavirus does? It makes me lose track of my release. It makes games. your brain go like <laughs> jelly. I get it. <laughs> yeah. What was the Mega Man game that was kind of like a castle or like a Metroidvania? I never played that one, but I heard there was one on Game Boy Advance. It was kind of like one, or maybe it was DS. Really? Yeah. Was there one that was like that? Well, they said it had some elements. Let's see. It may have been I ZX. know all about like the uh, there was a Mega Man soccer game, there was a Mega yeah. Man kart racing game, there was a Mega Man 
a board game and there was those weird Mega Man EXE games on uh, Game Boy Advance. I remember in DS. Yeah, I'll send you, I sent you an article. There's a there's an article that says Mega Man ZX, the DS Metroidvania Time Forgot. This is the game I totally forgot existed. <laughs> yeah. I, never, I remember I remember a Mega Man ZX, but I don't remember it being a Metroid game. I remember having a conversation on a podcast. I don't know if it was like Retro Junkies you or... You told me that once and well, I just completely forgot about it. And it could have been like, I, I was on Factory Sealed for a little bit and uh, I, I think a question came up like, who would you want to see in a Metroidvania? And I think I said Mega Man and someone brought this game up and I'm like, I've never even heard of this game. So, yeah. yeah. Once I got the zero and all these uh, XZY element OP, I just kind of lost. <laughs> I kind of lost interest in Mega Man, to be honest. No, I'll get you. <laughs> and and uh, going back to this game, did you realize that? Let's see. The game was only released over here in North America on the Sega Channel, and then at some point, Ad Games. Oh yeah, so yeah. Crappy little yeah. Sega on a chip and a controller, and they released this game on there. Yep, I remember seeing that. And then after that point, uh, of course, we got it on the Genesis Mini, which is the way I think most people over here are playing it who picked it up. Yeah, cool. That is cool. I still need to get me one of those, but yeah, that it was on. There was one of those portable ones too. I saw. Where it had like yeah, it was like Street Fighter and yep. There was a portable one that had it. Yep. Those portable ones are pretty awful. I have one. <laughs> oh boy. All right. So I don't have much else to say. I I, I feel I don't feel like I didn't prepare real well for this one. But <laughs> hey, that's okay. Let's let's just wing it. I mean, yeah. I feel like we played these Mega Man games to death. I know. And hopefully most of our listeners have. If you haven't played a single Mega Man game, this probably will be a treat. Yeah. I think if we didn't have the history of the Mega Man games on the NES uh, and and the weight <laughs> of those just being some of the best games, especially the first three or four being the, some of the best games you can play on the Nintendo, if, if we didn't have that history at all, this would be a phenomenal package. It already is a pretty, pretty good, pretty great package. But it would be a phenomenal package, and if you'd never touched a Mega Man, you'd, uh, let me rephrase that: if you'd never touched a Mega Man game, yeah, <laughs> please go play one. <laughs> yes, go go play one, or go play uh, this collection if you picked up the Genesis Mini for sure. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. And like the really good Mega Man players, I wanted to kind of write this down as a note. Like if if you go watch speedruns of Mega Man, like some of these guys are ridiculously good. You ever watch them like jump and they're like moving around in midair, know exactly where the bullets are gonna fall? Yeah, oh, that's crazy, dude. Yeah, it's all muscle memory, which is amazing too. Because well, if you're watching a playthrough of this version, it's all new muscle memory because the timing isn't exactly the same, and the amount of bullets that the bosses actually fire is different. Yeah, I think you got to be more careful too, because. I'm playing Bubble Man stage right now, and I remember just mowing through these little shrimp-looking things, and I can't kill any of them right now. Yeah, they. <laughs> uh, if I read this right, uh, yeah, some of the bosses. So, so there's a, a guy that someone put together, I think on Game Facts, Game FAQs, 
where they put all the differences between the original games and the Wily Wars collection. And yeah, some of the bosses were actually made slightly easier or took less shots to, to kill um, or their patterns were changed slightly. Um, so yeah, lot, lots of uh, interesting interesting things. <laughs> oh wow, the slowdown that happened. Yeah, I noticed... Uh, oh yeah, it was, it was Fireman. I think it's Fireman. Um, he's got better AI... Because I remember when you bought him in the original, it was just very erratic, and they actually gave him a pattern in <laughs> this person that you could dodge. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't even try him. Well, I'm telling you what, when you use the uh, leaf power from Woodman, the slowdown that's happening is insane on this uh, reproduction it's card. Ridiculous. <laughs> wow. Uh, wow. What's my... up with my game? I don't know. No, I get you. <laughs> I get you. Man, I feel like I'm everywhere tonight. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. <laughs> That's okay. I think we've, co- we've covered uh, gameplay. Yeah. We've covered music. Uh, we've co- covered presentation. We haven't really covered uh, critical reception or how much getting a copy of this game will run you. Oh, yeah. Well, the copy, I don't know. I didn't actually look that up. But the, uh, I forgot, we forgot to, uh, talk about one thing here i actually had a question so uh what do you get when you cross a robot and a tractor tell me a transformer (laughs) but yeah as i'm saying that joke i'm gonna go look at price charting because i I honestly where this wasn't a uh you know a uh north america release game i didn't really look it up but we're gonna find out on price charting, there's actually a uh, a uh, search result for a homebrew. But here, the uh, homebrew will cost you $37 if you're looking for it. But uh, the uh, PAL Sega Mega Drive version shows a loose price for $40, which is kind of kind of shocking. Ooh. And yeah. then the complete in box price, $511. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty wow. Yeah, that's 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 rough. But uh, I'm happy with my repro. It looks good on my shelf. And- Thanks, big thanks to Joseph Garris for uh, sending that my way. So, but uh, hey, I do have one of these. Maybe we should uh, do a quick uh, what's that called? Retrofitted achievement. The Channel Christians retrofitted achievements. Do you have this? I do. I have. <laughs> uh, I have a few here. Actually, sweet. I have one. I, I got two, actually. So I'll, I'll start with my first one. And this one's called uh, Leaf Blower. And that's uh, using Woodman's power in Airman stage. Get it? Alright, so my first one. <laughs> these are all going to have man at the end of them, I think. <laughs> um, so. My first achievement is OK Boomer Man. And that's uh, <laughs> Dr. Wiley <laughs> using the Cutsman Boomerang. Okay, Boomerang. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, my uh, second and last one's just called uh, Just Haven't Met You Yet. And that's uh, playing Bubble Man last. Uh, get it? Bu- bubble? Buble? Michael Buble? Oh. No, anybody? No. Okay. That was bad. That, that uh, <laughs> reminds me of something, too. Well, yeah. I remember that song, Just Haven't Met You Yet. 
But do you remember the uh, bad lip sync parody of that? No. <laughs> Russian unicorn. Russian unicorn. Amazing. Look it up sometime. All right. I'm taking that down. <laughs> take, take down that note. Okay. So my next one is... Spoiler Man. Uh, <laughs> Mega Man turns into a boy at the end of Mega Man 1. And you can see his Eddie Monster Widow's Peak <laughs> very prominently I'm at the end of Mega Man 1. <laughs> that's if you beat the game. So that's Spoiler Man. That's, that's your achievement. Spoiler Man. I like it. That should be a new, bo- new boss in the next game. <laughs> Spoiler Man. It's kind of like uh, there was this weird thing if you beat Bomberman, the first one. And he turned into the, into the guy from Load Runner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Okay. You got any more? That's all I got. Um, Mega Man 2. Uh, Dark Souls Man. Oh. Because there's no option to choose your difficulty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so your achievement is... Uh, inability to choose a difficulty. Like in, the, <laughs> I think it's just stuck on normal. They don't, didn't give you the the hard mode. <laughs> I don't remember really adjusting difficulty to like 16-bit error, anyways. Yeah, there weren't too many NES games nah. that let you do that. Huh. You have more? Do you have any more? I, um, I don't. You keep going, man. Keep no, going, I man. Think that's it for. I'm good. <laughs> Hickman. See, your last name is even like Mega Hickman. Hey, you're uh, right. I am like a Mega Man boss. I never thought of that. Aaron Hickman. <laughs> All right. Hickman. Oh. I just, uh, I, I probably got like a straw hat and I'm chewing on a thistle weed or something. Yeah. Hickman. I was really proud of my son, youngest son, the other day. He told me one of the best dad jokes. He, uh, he walked up and said, uh, hey, daddy, you want to hear a paper joke? I said, sure. He goes, never mind. It's terrible. <laughs> I was like, oh, buddy, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> All right. You were like, kid, I'm stealing your jokes. Yes. No. Uh, All right. So uh, I guess we can ask the big question here. Is this game a gem? Is this game a Genesis gem? Is it good or is it garbage? And uh, I didn't really see a Moby rank, but I did want to read one of the critical uh, reviews, just one of the headlines. And um, there really wasn't like a you know big magazine in North America at the time because of you know wasn't really released. But uh, I did find a good website, uh, Sega-16.com. We've quoted them a few times before. Uh, they rated this a 70 out of 100, and they said although there's a few flaws that kept that keep this from being an absolute must-have. It's still Mega Man, and Mega Man games are among some of the best and brightest platformer platformers. So what are you waiting for? Import yourself a copy of a European or Japanese cartridge and help the Blue Bomber save the day. So as far as our listeners goes, and listeners, if you want to leave feedback, uh, again, apologize because we posted this on June 21st. <laughs> so some of you all probably forgot that you even uh, commented on this, but uh, we do uh, post these on the Bit Brothers. Uh, group page so go join that as noted in the beginning of the episode and the first comment comes from Christopher Kellogg and he says g.e.m. so that's a big gem for him uh, Nick DeMarco says I mean for an, ad- <laughs> for an adaptation of the classic NES series it's a nice copy uh, Daniel Walker says a 16-bit port of the first three Mega Man games can't be anything other than a gem 
It even comes with an early version of extra DLC in the form of Wily Tower. It's just a shame North America didn't get an initial physical release. Uh, Gabe, Gabe Van Gilder says, wow, just wow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Michael Kelso says, I mean, you can't go wrong with a package of NES games. <laughs> uh, Unless those NES games were like, where's Waldo? Yeah. And, uh, I don't know, Color a Dinosaur. <laughs> Color a Dinosaur. <laughs> Uh, Demi Mag says definitely a gem awesome 16-bit ports of my favorite Mega Man titles I believe it has some slowdown but I remember it's still playing very nicely uh, Mike Hall says that's Mega Man before all that crazy stuff Capcom came up with in the 2000, 2000s absolute gem uh, Josh Dykeman says I say gem just based on the games included even though these versions have a couple of issues Antonio Sanchez says I call this good nice coat of paint for great games from the NES but just doesn't feel quite right and Otto Gregerson says, Absolute gem. Too bad the price is so high. Luckily, I've got a copy. So, uh, yeah, Otto, either sell that or keep it and sell it later. Because <laughs> that's a lot of money. Kidding. You want to keep that in your collection. So, I, myself, I consider yeah. this game um, just good. And I think that's because of my nostalgia for Mega Man 2. Uh, popping this in, and I see Mega Man 1, 2, and 3, I, I just cannot not play Mega Man 2 and when I start to play it it just doesn't feel like the Mega Man 2 that I know and love um, I still enjoyed it I it wasn't garbage by any means but I don't and I, again I think it's just my my blinders on this game um, because of how much fun I had with the Nintendo versions but uh, I think this game's just good because of that uh, the slowdown the uh, you know the slowdown actually happening like we mentioned with the leaf powers the, yeah. s- the slowdown in the shooting the slowdown in the music it's just it's just not it's just not for me uh, it takes you out of the experience yeah, yeah. when Mega Man should be all about that sense of speed yep now I enjoyed Mega Man 1 on this more than I do the Nintendo version just because I didn't play Mega Man 1 as much on the, on the regular Nintendo so uh, 1 and 3 are definitely uh, kind of a a good to gym for me, but Mega Man 2 is just kind of nah. But uh, yeah, I'd rate this just a, just good. Um, but like Karen said, if you haven't played Mega Man, this is a good place to start. Yeah. Also, um, if you don't hate the stages in Mega Man 1 where it's like disappearing block stage, or guess what? Here's a stage where you have to jump on a platform that drops. <laughs> drops down and then kills you like immediately exactly. uh, then yeah <laughs> have fun with that uh, so what did I think I thought it was surprisingly I agree with Nick I think it's Ooh. just good but I think it's at the in terms of our list it's at the very top of good it's like very close to good yeah, like yeah. the top that almost on, on the gem level for, for me I, I think um, if I, I had selective amnesia or if <laughs> Nick here beat me over the head, uh, then I, w- I would say Gem if I hadn't played the NES ones. But let, let's talk about uh, the, the pros and cons, right? So I think Mega Man being a tiny bit taller, cool, <laughs> right? He can shoot a little higher. Uh, some of the backgrounds were enhanced. We had the, the boss rush mode and, and the extra little stages you can play after you beat the first three games. Um, you know, you've got actual music on Mega Man 1's title screen that I, I don't think was there before. Um, it's nice to hear a f- more full soundtrack, a little yeah. bit deeper bass. 
but again i i was slightly disappointed in some of the uh the instrument choices and the arrangement in general um i did think some of the bosses had better ai uh, and uh were a little less difficult a little more forgiving on on a few bosses and uh you know we didn't even talk about uh just the cool thing about Mega Man in general, which is, um, you know, the different abilities you'd, you'd get. We didn't get too much into the nitty gritty of, of all the different boss types and the different, like, our favorite boss levels. But uh, there are just... I, it's one of those things where I, I almost feel like you have to play it for yourself to really experience that. But, um, you know, there's all sorts of cool elements. And once they ran out of elements, they did all sorts of weird things. <laughs> uh, and, you know... Uh, then they started going with vitamins and minerals and supplements and <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> supplement man, um, vitamin man, <laughs> vitamin man. <laughs> Let's see. Well, it'd be fun uh, to make okay, a parody so, Mega Man game with it. <laughs> yeah, well, there were some good things. Um, you know, just the fact that you had the three games in, in, in one cart. Yeah, and you were able to save, which didn't happen much. Uh, honestly, like you can look at Ninja Gaiden Trilogy, Gaiden, whatever, on the SNES, even that one had a password system, so it was cool that they had a battery backup here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, on the cons side, the pause trick doesn't work in Mega Man 1 <laughs> when you're on that <laughs> boss that, uh, you know, it's like these blocks that disappear and reappear on the other side of the screen. There was a, a pause trick you could do on that guy to beat him it doesn't work in this game um so i already talked about the music patches just not being the best and also the major thing is the slowdown that i think knocks this game a little bit from what would be an absolute gem to just good so that's where i landed nice and I think the listeners were kind of in between Jim and Good, but since Aaron and I are the majority here, we are going to lay this gavel down and call Wily Wars for the Mega Drive or Genesis or my emulation machine. <laughs> Just good. <laughs> However you want to say that. I swear, yeah, I played this so many different ways. It was, I, I played yeah. it on my Genesis Mini, on my HDMI TV. Uh, you know, my HDTV, and then I played it on my Sega Genesis, and then I played the legacy versions, <laughs> just to make sure I wasn't going crazy. Well, it, it was real funny, because I, I have one of these uh, pocket HD type of, uh, what it's, called? it's called Pocket Go um, uh, oh, okay. emulation one devices. Of emulation machines. Yeah, so it, it's it's a heck of a little device, the new one, bigger screen, buttons are cooler. But uh, it was real funny, because as I was unpacking my game room, I, f- I had two PSPs, and I lost the one where I hacked it. And I, and I found it. So I actually had, <laughs> I've got two portable emulation devices now. So that's kind of nice. nice. So I put it on both of them. But, they, you know, where I can um, think about the PSP, it's got that stupid Sony and Harry. It's like the old uh, Duo memory stick. So, but uh, yeah, the, the little emulation actually takes a micro SD, so I can, or a micro card, so I can download those on my computer and put them right on. But, uh, but yeah, that was kind of a neat, neat, neat little uh, find I had. So I played it on my PSP. I played it on the Pocket Go. I played it on the TV. Make sure, because uh, uh, honestly, when I played it on the TV, like I mentioned, I thought the slowdown was because of the reproduction cart. So I had to go make sure <laughs> I wasn't going crazy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, 
<laughs> and Aaron, I think uh, maybe the next episode we do, maybe in the beginning, instead of doing like snippets and ask Aaron, we can uh, finally update our ranking. <laughs> Because that's the uh, next thing we need to do, but we haven't done it in yeah. probably like seven or eight episodes. So <laughs> I think we'll do that next time. Because uh, next time we'll be covering another uh, Patreon uh, cover. Uh, Wiley Wars was a Patreon request, and the next game we'll be doing is also a Patreon request. So we want to make sure we knock those out. But uh, yeah, yeah. So we'll uh, we'll do that next time. We'll just uh, introduce and have a little chit chat. Then we'll just go right to putting our new rankings and get our website updated finally. Yeah, sounds good. Sweet man. Well, good deal. So, uh, listeners, again, so sorry for the, uh, the, the 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 delay, but it seems I'm not. I'm not yeah, me either. But if you look, yeah, if you look back at our, <laughs> if you look back at our release dates, you can kind of see the trend. Summer's rough. Um, yeah. Not, I don't mean rough, but rough. it's just we're gonna have to re, we're gonna have to pre-record. Some yeah, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. And uh, I I wanted to mention something. Uh, hopefully, I'm not speaking too soon. That I was going to kick off, which was yeah. Uh, uh, ho- hopefully soon, um, I will be doing some mini sods and talking about. Th- this is kind of a good segue and segue into it because uh, um, I had mentioned uh, to Nick that you know sometimes when we have this kind of lull and content that I want to be able to get something out there if he's too busy uh, and just do a solo thing where I can talk about some uh, European exclusives or Japanese exclusives and uh, or maybe something homebrew who knows um, but I think we've been wanting to do something like that for Genesis Gems yeah. uh, I know I have and I, I don't quite know how we're going to roll it out yet if it's going to be patreon exclusive first or just ad supported you know and then you can have an ad free version on patreon we'll, we'll, we'll figure that out um but yeah i do want to let you guys know that is on the way the genesis gem ship is full steam ahead and <laughs> i'm excited for the future uh, this is awesome i mean we've only got you know uh 600 five, 500 and yeah 80. I don't. Yeah, you know. <laughs> About the time where you know, like, we'll, we'll, we'll be doing these these games until we're we're in our eighties. Uh, not I, pass I the torch know, to our kids but, one uh, day. We're, we're gonna keep going uh, <laughs> as long as you guys are still listening. That's I right. Think. That's right. Yeah, I have no plans to stop there. And I've, uh, you know, we all talked even at the Bit Brothers that I think we're all in the same boat. It's like it, it's just busy right now. None of us really want to quit. We just <laughs> sometimes just have to have the time to you know, spend with our families. It was a lot easier in the beginning because my kids were much younger. They weren't doing. 60 things outside of school and you know weren't playing every sport under the sun so now it's just a little different though we're yeah and i'm coaching a team too so that kind of you know two practices a week and then two games a week kind of doesn't have a lot of time in the yeah. evenings to, to do this so but um you know once fall and winter get here we always seem to pick it up a little bit because of the time cool well all right man so we got one under the under the i don't know what to call that yeah here. I'm, I'm I'm struggling. <laughs> uh, know what to you say. know, <laughs> as, as uh, I think the listeners are thinking right now, that we're we're the wind beneath their wings. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Sweet. All right. I don't know about that, but uh, we are <laughs> glad to be doing another episode for yes. you guys. Uh, we, yes, we that's what I'm going to say. So much. Yes. And uh, we were excited to talk Mega Man because uh, I, I think. Uh, you'd agree with me, Nick. It's one of my favorite franchises. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, 
you know, being a Genesis uh, podcast, it doesn't mean we don't love the other consoles too. So sometimes it's nice to have a little chat about uh, games we grew up with on other consoles as well, even though the Genesis means yeah. a ton. You it's just superior always. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Much better than that two dudes show, but uh, which I think we're recording that soon. So uh, be ready for some more Bit Brothers content. I think we may have set a date. We'll see. See how that goes. But uh, I, I did, I did set a date. Whether uh, all the hosts are able to show up, <laughs> someone will. That would be interesting. <laughs> we'll keep that going too. So uh, yeah. Well, I don't have anything else. And if Aaron, if you don't have anything else, I think we can uh, we can uh, close this out. Yeah, I'm good. All right. Well, we'll catch you all later. All right. Later, guys. Ciao.